2: find out the morning after. Let's do
3: this thing. All right, let's roll. Get on the grid, sports grid. I'm Gabriel Moretz here. We're midtown Midtown Manhattan. We're ready to roll. The countdown of the Super Bowl is on. Pretty crazy, though. There's so many things uh, going on in the sports world right now. Even, like, you know, we don't have to force the Super Bowl talk. I'm into the Super Bowl, though, and more props are uh, getting released uh, pretty much on a uh, moment-by-moment uh, basis. So, I am Morenzi, Midtown Manhattan Studio 34, Errol Epstein uh, alongside Joe Ranieri in uh, Miami, Florida. So, yes, uh, the countdown to the Super Bowl is on. We'll start to crunch uh, some of these uh, numbers, take a look at uh, the props. Um, there's been a lot of baseball talk over the last uh, week and a half or so. So, Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer shocker there. So Derek Jeter's a Hall of Famer, and uh, people are uh, outraged that he wasn't a um, unanimous uh, decision. One voter, one voter, did not um, did not agree with him being a unanimous. We don't know who that voter is yet. Hopefully, we do find out. And Ariel, you seem to be pretty upset about it.
4: It wouldn't upset me as much. And this was what I was trying to say on Twitter to people. It wouldn't upset me if Derek Jeter missed it by even two or more or five or more it was one voter out of 397 people
3: we need to find out who it is like if you're going to have the if you're going to have the um the privilege of voting for something so prestigious as the Hall of Fame the least you could do is be able to put your name on it joe
5: yeah I, I'm outraged that people are still outraged that they thought that these baseball writers, uh, the Association of America, like you would not have this. Like some tool bag would just j- vote for J.J. Putts instead of making it unanimous with Derek Jeter. Nothing surprises me. They're a bunch of fraternity blowhards is what they are. They should all have their votes taken away from The whole thing's a joke.
3: You know what? We'll get into it. It is actually. That's the thing. It- like, you know, we talked about earlier in the week. Like, how can some dudes vote? Like, how can you vote for Clemens and then not vote for Sosa? How do you vote for, yeah. like, Bonds and then exactly. not Sosa? Vote for and, Clemens, yeah. And some of these ballots are all over the place. <laughs> it gets worse, though. It really does. It's like everything else. It gets worse as time goes on. It's time to revoke it from the writers. Just let players, managers, and general managers do it. They're the ones that know. In-game live. Such a long season in the NBA, guys. We can bitch about load management. The league needs to do something and shorten the season. They're never going to go to 53 games or 56 oh. or anything extreme like that. That's just ridiculous, stupid talk. But it would make a big difference even to go to 76. Shave off two weeks of action, not of weeks, but stretch it out
6: more. in the same.
3: But you get a better product. Catch the program
2: every single day on Tsy Radio and on the Sports Grid Network.
6: Packages start at $39.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. You can now get Vivint's award-winning smart home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the top home security system of 2019. Calling the Vivint system the best for a complete package of home security and automation the best pro installed home security system and the best home security system with cameras and right now you can get Vivint's best home security and smart technology for about a dollar a day plus get free professional installation protect your home and loved ones for as little as a dollar a day call right now for your home security consultation call 800-282-5112 800-282-5112 that's 800-282-5112
7: more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now.
6: 800-814-5188 800-814-5188 800-814-5188 That's 800-814-5188
2: Game time decisions. Philadelphia is no
6: longer negative.
2: It's we buy into this delusional crap, and we are okay with mediocrity, and we're good with it as
3: long as we're happy and our team's playing. It sucks. There'll be a lot of Phillies hype, too, again. People will out of the Phillies once again. They're going to win 100 <laughs> games and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Joe Girardi's
2: the best manager ever and, you know, all that stuff, even though they're not have any pitching outside of one or two guys, and their bullpen's very average. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on the Sports Grid Network.
3: Oh yeah, we're off and running now. Little painkiller. I'm not talking about Percocet. Advil. Does Advil uh, kill? Uh...
4: Pain? Yeah. Yes.
3: I think uh, Oxy, uh, Oxy's and uh, Percocets probably stronger.
4: I stick to Advil.
3: Yeah, they're not cranking out Advils in NFL locker rooms, Ariel. Uh, I'll mm. tell you that much.
5: Amateurs. You need yeah. morphine.
3: Yeah, you think uh, you think Sean Payton was popping Advils? <laughs>
5: Give me the morphine drip, uh, <laughs> Joe.
3: Yeah, I, Joe's ready for the Super Bowl party. You can tell.
5: Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Stop messing
3: around. do you that get crap. from the let's
4: 72 go. Club. Joe's That's going it. right to
3: right to more You know, you're hardcore. Right to the morphine, huh, Joe?
5: <laughs> That's <laughs> you it. You I'm you mess your around. You're no you Yeah, I
3: might I might need some actually. I'll just put it on stash, depending on whether I win or lose my Super Bowl bet. <laughs> There's been a it's few a there's point. been a few Super Bowls yeah. after the fact that would be like yeah, I could use some off. morphine yeah. right now. Been yeah. yeah, just <laughs> knock, knock <laughs> me out, doc. <laughs> you know I mean? Drip, drip, drip. Yeah.
4: At least you'd have a free place to stay. I had one yeah. of my most kind emotional
3: of. and crazy Super Bowl uh, experiences ever. Uh during the last San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl. Sorry. And uh, yeah, yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> and I was on them and plus I was on like a bender, but a bad bender, Joe. Like, oh, yes. Uh, like, yeah. I lived there at the time, so I wasn't like a, you know, so mm-hmm. I was already sort of rolling, and it sort of culminated with the Super Bowl. And I went pretty big. I went pretty big on the game, and it was very emotional. I was already pretty ripped at, like, you know, it was one of those Super Bowl Sundays where I was pretty much, like, bent at, like, noon type of mm-hmm. thing. Like, I was at the yeah. book betting thousands of dollars and multiple books. Like, I didn't even remember anymore. I'm pulling mm-hmm. tickets out. I'm like, oh, God, I got $1,400 at that book, too. <laughs> and for them to be down, they were down so big. Then you had that power failure. Mm-hmm. And I actually lived close enough to the uh, casino that I left the casino. I went home. And I was with a couple of guys, uh, my boy Dog from L.A., uh, Bronx Bomber, and uh, – it was like you know the 40-minute delay or whatever, and I was all positive. I was like, this is a sign, because like, things were not going well. Then they mm-hmm. come all the way back. They get all the way to the four-yard line, and they don't score. And here we are now with the San Francisco 49ers back in the Super Bowl once again. I'm not a Niner fan either. I'm not. It's not like I'm a Niner fan, but I did like them in that Super Bowl, and uh, I'm starting to like them in this Super Bowl as well, Joe.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... I, if we're looking at on paper, just who's the better team? I think San Francisco's the better team. Kansas City has the best player. I I, don't, I mean that's to me that's that's what it is that's the best fair. team versus the best player. Mm-hmm. And who who you who you putting your money on at that point? To me, there is no spread involved. It's money line one way or the other.
3: I believe in uh, the team uh, mm-hmm. over the player. Yep, yeah, that's my yep. philosophy. I believe in the team, yep. Ariel, more mm-hmm. than uh, the superstar.
8: Well,
4: I believe in the defense, and that's mm-hmm. why I kind of lean 49ers. I'm still, you know, I haven't put anything down yet. Obviously, a week and a half out. But well, still early. Yeah, but I defenses win Super Bowls. We see that. You talking about the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl? The Ravens defense stops them in the end, and that's what wins them the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs have the way better Jim offense. Jim
3: Harbaugh stopped them in the end. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's like Brett. You have a sour taste like, in your mouth. Like uh, Vince Harbaugh. screwed.
3: Vince screwed Brett. Power it's like, uh, no, Brett screwed Brett. As Vince says, like, no, no, Jim screwed Jim.
4: And then what about Jim the coaching? And, Jim
3: and your guy. It was Greg Roman. Yes. Uh, as well. He was the one. I don't know, for the love of God, I don't know what the hell you guys were doing. Still to this day, I'm baffled by this. I always wonder how my life uh, would have changed, Ashley. It really was that big. Wow. It was that big. Like, there was, like, a domino effect that happened in my life after that game that wasn't mm. good. It started off like a chain, but I knew it. I knew going in that what I was doing was insane. Like I pretty like it was over the top. Like um, I've only melted down, like total meltdown, after a game twice. I'm and listen, I I have bet on like you know tens of thousands of games.
4: Was it that in the Rams?
3: No, I didn't melt down, and I've lost a lot of big games. I've lost a lot of big bets. Hell, I lost once. I once lost like twenty-three thousand dollars in a span of like four hours, and I didn't melt down. I was upset. I did not melt down. Uh, but after the San Francisco-Baltimore game, yeah, I snapped. Like um, there was a near riot at the Stratosphere. Like basically, mm-hmm. let's just say like chairs were being thrown, punches. Like it was, it was out of control, man.
4: So, it's a really good thing that we did not know each other that year.
3: Well, it's a good thing that you weren't there as a Baltimore Raven fan. Exactly. Uh, it it got point. ugly. Now I, mm-hmm. I wasn't in the middle of it. But San Francisco, like the stratosphere, could be a pretty crazy place. And everybody was on the Niners, man. And it was basically mm-hmm. like a bunch of gangbangers and psychos. And everybody was on the Niners. And yep. I, it, things didn't go well at the end. Like, basically, there was like a – like. Security could not handle it. <laughs> like, they had to call LVPD in. Like, there wow. was a melee. There was a melee.
5: <laughs> At the stratosphere, no less.
3: Now, I took my, uh, I took, I didn't take all my clothes off, Ariel, but it was this, it was this bad joke. <laughs> Extra punishment. Like, I was like, nothing good has ever happened in this stupid jacket. Oh, the jacket. no. Oh. Like, throw it, I'm like. I'm like, this effing this. Oh, I'm freaking out. I'm, like, throwing chairs everywhere. Like, after the Super Bowl, I just started kicking chairs over everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Other you can people laugh about it now. Other people the chairs up. Speaking of picking yeah. chairs up, I was like a Kansas basketball
4: player. Oh, yes, we have that video, oh, too. Oh, yeah, it
3: was, a, uh, it was a psychotic scene. So that's the last time the Niners made the ball.
5: <laughs> and you're backing them again, huh? <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah. And he's going to yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Mm-hmm. Glutton for punishment. Yeah.
4: Here's the thing, though. Coaching wise, also is going to play such a big factor because of Kyle Shanahan up against Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's offense is so dynamic. They have so many key players there with their tight end, Travis Kelsey, and you have wide receiver Tariq Hill, and nonetheless, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. However, <laughs> can the Chiefs' defense stop? A pretty good. I mean, 49ers offense is good, but they don't have the skills players that the Chiefs offense has. But they they got
5: better numbers. They got way better. They got better numbers than Kansas City did. So make fun of them all you want. They may not have the big names, right? They've got more production than Kansas City.
4: I definitely think that the 49ers are the better all-around team, for sure. Their defense is good. Their offense is good. I always like to say the teams within the top ten in both categories are the teams I like to back more so than the team that's just number one in one category and might be bottom 15 in the other.
5: Is it fair to say they played in the tougher division this year, too? Uh,
4: Yeah.
3: We've been talking about uh, the Super Bowl. Nothing is simple, but you can simplify things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about um, seeds. Seeds matter. The last six Super Bowls have been won by the uh, the top seed. Uh, but defense is what's really, really, really key. And, and the numbers speak for themselves. There's been 53 Super Bowls. The team with the higher-ranked defense is 40 and 13. Uh, it's not uh, it's not rocket science, uh, this stuff. And San Francisco have a far better defense. In fact, they mm-hmm. have the number-one-ranked defense. Mm-hmm. In Football League, Kansas City has the 18th ranked uh, defense. I, you got to give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what's also crazy? They're the only team in NFL history to um, to be down by double-digit points in two playoff games and win those games by double-digit points. <laughs>
9: mm-hmm. Like that's that's yep. quite
3: the flip of the script. Yep. Uh, that they, they've uh, they've applied,
5: but. Um, well, that tells me in-game adjustments is through the roof, guys. For the, they can make adjustments on the fly, and then you can't stop them. And it's like, what? Well, yes. All right, what do we do now?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a. They, you know, they, you're right. They do have a plan B and C when when you <laughs> shut down their plan A. They've definitely showed that, uh, with uh, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, but crazy. um
4: does Kyle Shanahan have a plan B he hasn't as, needed one yet and he didn't yeah, have one he, in the Super Bowl
3: he does he does he's learned uh, we talked about yeah. it he's learned from mm-hmm. the Super Bowl but you know I it, it sounds crazy but I'm you know I'm, I'm really buying into this angle and I was totally bang on actually about uh about Michael Thomas and about how it's easier to defend like one guy when you know yeah they're only handing it off to him well they're only throwing it to him Right? You can really just sell out. And we saw it. We'll continue our point uh, on the other side. Get on the grid. Sports grid. Morning after rolls on.
9: Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping.
6: 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
3: Thank you very much, Joe uh, Ranieri. All right, ton of stuff to get to. Uh, we, we Sprinkled in some Super Bowl talk uh, right there. Uh, last night, craziness in the college basketball world. Dude on, um, dude on Illinois stepped on a guy on Purdue. And I thought that was pretty cold. And like he blatantly did it deliberately. And he got booted from the game. Griffin got booted from the game uh, last night. But that was nothing compared to what was uh, set to come. Uh, with the Kansas Jayhawks and K-State. Obviously, it's a rivalry, uh, you know, state rivalry. And, you know, basically, K-State kicked the crap out of Kansas in football, and Kansas liked to kick the crap out of K-State in basketball as payback. K-State doesn't have a great team this year. And, um, you know, Kansas were up by 21. It's late. Get on Kansas and just try to dribble uh, dribble the ball out and uh, end the game. <laughs> The kid on Kansas State stole the ball from him, ran down the court and tried to lay it in, but then Buddy, they got the ball stolen, got pissed off.
4: Yeah, Silvio De Sousa. Yeah, ran Kansas down sophomore. the court
3: and basically hardly fouled him, and then it sort of turned. Now here's the: Do we have the guy with the chair?
4: The so De the Kansas sophomore, picked up a chair and he went to hold it over his head before Kansas assistant Jaren Howard took it from him. And that's when he stood over the guy. The um, he stood over Gordon at midcourt and.
5: Uh, here he is. There. <laughs> like, look at the woman under him.
3: <laughs>
11: yikes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling a uh, <laughs> pulling a Van Gundy on Camby. That's uh, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly it. Remember when yeah yep. Van Gundy got dragged yep. out to center court on on Camby's mm. leg? Camby's like, get the mm-hmm. hell off me, man. Can you imagine if this dude would have smacked someone over the head with this chair?
5: No he way. Was close.
3: Like, who's he about to hit here? That's the thing. Like, you know, it's like it seems like it's only his coaches. It looked like
12: <laughs> I don't wanted... think he cared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's that's one of the greatest pictures ever.
5: Right.
4: And. Uh... And that was in the handicap
5: section of all places.
4: Because then as soon as D'Souza stood over Gordon. So, yeah, look at this girl. She's
5: getting trampled. Yep.
4: You can't even move fast enough. (laughs) No,
3: you know what? You talk about, like, being on the sideline in a football game and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it goes fast. Like I said, I was courtside at that uh, Bulls-Knicks game, and, man, R.J. Barrett um, and Zach Levine came, like, tumbling. They were running right at us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so used to watching sort of on TV, Joe, it's scary that I was sort of like I was like, man, and then I realized I was like, not only coming like, yeah, they're coming right at us. I was like, they're co- he's coming right at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of clued in and realized I was like, man, I got to I got to be ready to back off here. And Barrett, like hit the floor hard, like right, right in front of me. And uh, and I realized I better keep my uh, head up and I better move my drinks back a little bit too.
4: It was definitely <laughs> was a cool, the biggest concern. It was a cool experience to be shooting Duke basketball games on the floor because I would actually be shooting them. However, when Zion Williamson is coming at you, it's not fun.
3: <laughs> well, the, the game is faster in real life. Any sport is faster in real life yes. uh, than it looks. But basketball fans, you know, you're vulnerable. You know, fans that are sitting courtside and stuff. Basketball players are big dudes. You
4: have to pay attention.
3: You know LeBron James, Zion's a you know, Zion's a big kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he lands on you. It's not going to be a, a a fun time. But hey, you want to be close to the action? Uh, that's what you get. But and a college, chair
4: hitting you wouldn't feel fun either.
3: College is a little different in the sense that, um, yeah, you know, like a lot of those people could sue. Actually, that's the thing. You get trampled in a fight. There's like if you get hit in the face with a basketball, you can't sue. If you're sitting there and you get hit in the face with a basketball at a basketball game, that's within the reasonable grounds of things that can happen at the game. You getting trampled and run over by a bunch of kids fighting and swinging chairs and stuff, that's not a reasonable expectation. And then, therefore, you ask yourself, well, who's responsible for letting it get that far? And, well, you are on Kansas University's property, so, therefore... In other words, I'm not a lawyer, but if anyone was sitting behind a basket, call me right now and let's sue. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to see the attraction of being a lawyer, actually. Let's yep. sue. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I got to be honest. If I was in Kansas right now, I'd be running commercials. Were you mm. at the, were you, did you survive? Like, you actually, like, really? Did
4: you survive the Kansas, yeah. Kansas State Brawl?
3: Did you survive the Kansas State, Kansas melee? Call Marenzi and morenci. <laughs> We've handled countless sports injuries over the years. Were you sitting behind a basket in between the six minute mark of the second half and the final? Man, like somebody's 9 11 commercials are pretty bad. Oh, that took a turn. And um, no, but it's the same thing. Like somebody's lawyers, man, they really give like real victims a bad, uh, they give the real victims a bad, like you saw, it was hard for a lot of the 9 11 victims to get money. Uh, from Congress to get them to approve it. And there's so many people that deserve the money, that need the money, that are, you know, they, they have cancer, they have different, you know, different stuff going on. They should get the money. But you get all these sleazy law firms, and, like, it's 20 years later, and they're basically like, you know, did you ever walk past the World Trade Center on one day once in between these years? Are you not feeling well now? We'll get you money. And stuff like that, it's like false, you know, when people accuse uh, people of things they didn't do it. It hurts real, real victims. So like these sleazeball attorneys and stuff. Like, man, there's no low that they won't go. Uh, but if I was a sleazeball attorney, would go. I'd, I'd have like there'd be a long list of um, there'd be a long list of 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 a lot of uh, people that we could sue as of late. Houston Astros. Sue. Sue for uh fraud. Well, they did. They defrauded baseball. They defrauded you. You paid for a sport competition. I could go on. I'm not even a lawyer. But you paid. You didn't pay for entertainment. You paid for a competition. It wasn't a fair competition. Uh, you were frauded. Um, sports bettors, we could sue the Houston Astros for cheating. Um, you wouldn't really win, but you could make their life very difficult, actually. If you could get one judge to pick it up. All it would take is one judge, and they would have to testify under oath. That's why these lawsuits never happen, and people settle, because I got threatened by an athlete once. uh, He was going to sue me for libel. Pretty big athlete, actually. And I was all concerned, Joe, and I spoke to a a very powerful attorney, and uh, he told me, he started laughing. He's like, if anything, you should sue him for harassing you for threatening to sue you. And he goes, listen, if he wants to really sue you for real— he needs to go to court. And in court, he would have to swear under oath that he didn't do what you said he did. <laughs> and he goes, and we both know that he did what you said he did. So I wouldn't be too worried. That's the whole thing, like, when whenever people, oh, I'm going to sue you, like, people just threaten it, but they really don't because yeah. they know I'm probably guilty of what I'm being accused of. Um, but, yeah, yeah, well, there's a lot of lawsuits to go around uh, right now.
4: Darren Epstein.
3: That's who I should uh Yep. That's who I should that's consult. That's
4: journey out there.
3: Uh, Celino and Barnes, that's my crew. Salino and Barnes, if, I, if if you ever if I'm ever in a, like a uh ever get injured in the New York area, but yeah. Well, yes, I know and Celino and Barnes are in the middle of a nasty breakup.
4: There's a reason that they I come best. across with a very um a very good reputation. Yeah. Have a good attorney.
3: It doesn't seem though like uh, your father's legal expertise has trickled down to you.
4: No, the legal expertise hasn't, but it's kept my reputation like, good.
5: I I don't know about that either. To be
3: you honest, you don't
4: exactly. That's the whole point of a good attorney.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah, scrubbing the uh, internet. I get it. Yeah, I got yeah, it. So listen, and nobody uh, uh, nobody got hurt
3: last night. Boys will be boys. Kids will be kids. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry, no harm, no foul. Uh, Bill Self is upset. he 's probably going to implement some old, some uh, self-discipline uh, on the team. He says that it was their fault. He actually says, "Yeah, this is on us, like we can't, you know, we can't react like that."
5: uh after but you also can't let your benches clear like both coaches like you've got to have some control of what's going on there guys you can't let guys that are in jeans that aren't even suited up on the team or in the middle of the fight like what are you doing the coaches were already
4: shaking hands too it's that yeah. time
5: of the year right
3: now people are a little frustrated it's the dog days of winter yeah you the know. best part is come back out we got one second left. On the clock. yeah yeah at that point it's like okay let, let it go guys <laughs> at that run point, it off, man.
5: Just at that point, it
3: let it go. All right, so what happened last night? Um, is Freddie Kitchens, like, official yet, or are they going to do this at 3 in the morning? Because I called the Jason Garrett, and we also called Freddie Kitchens. Like, I, you know, Giant fans, you still feeling good about things, Giant Fan? Well, you like? You know, it's it, it, you know, it's funny because everyone was impressed because uh, Joe Judge yelled at you for an hour, and you thought it was, that's what you need. <laughs> that's what you need. Putting together a, uh, you got a hell of a staff you're putting together here, bro. Hell of a staff. So they announced, you know, you you know, what organization is proud of the hire. And I million percent called this. I said, they would do this. I said they're going to hire Jason Garrett and they're going to announce it at the stupidest time possible. They hired Jason Garrett and they announced it on a Friday night. It's never really, it just sort of filtered through. And mm. I could have swore last night, I saw a dude that covers the Alabama Crimson Tide, and I think Freddie Kitchens is from Alabama, or um, whatever. This guy covers Freddie Kitchens. We stated Freddie Kitchens is getting hired by the Giants. But there's never been an official announcement yet, right? I'm going to call it right now. They're going to announce Freddie Kitchens gets hired Friday night again. Mm. It worked with Garrett. They'll do this one like a little later. I don't know what kind of operation they're running over there, man.
6: If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. Here's what our customers had to say.
3: Painless. My
13: finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. If
6: you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, a CGM can help you. It's accurate, easy to use, and if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out of pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping of your new CGM and we can bill Medicare for you.
13: Honestly, I had my doubts, but that new CGM is painless.
6: Call that's 800-640-7460.
2: What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
3: All right, let's do this. Countdown to the Super Bowl that is on. The Ranger Red Hat Camp Stewart will step up and in. I'm Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down here. Studio 34, Midtown, Manhattan. As you can see, uh, we've got a guest at... We've got a book. I like this. I feel like Larry King, or, uh, David Letterman, and like Larry King and David Letterman, uh, I did not read the book uh, of the guest yet. That's but okay. I'm actually going to though. It's not
15: out yet, so
3: you're, you're uh, no, I'm actually, you. no. I'm actually going to. And Larry King was the best. Like you'd have Steven Spielberg on. So I understand you did a movie called ET. <laughs> yeah. uh, what What's ET about? So like Larry, uh, it's kind of been in, in. You know, it's like the biggest movie ever. Uh, but I'm excited to have you on. Actually. Um I've always been a fan of uh, of Russell Wilson yeah. and his 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 positive approach actually. Yeah. And his mental toughness and I'm always fascinated about what makes successful people tick. Yes. And you have worked with some of the most successful uh, people uh, in sports. Uh, the book is to uh, Trevor Mowat and uh, the book is here. Uh, it takes what it takes. Uh, so tell us about like how would you officially describe your your profession? Yeah, you know, you're not a motivational speaker. Yeah. Like uh, what 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 is the what would you how would you define yourself, Trevor?
15: Well, I think I think the the most the largest consumer facing brand that anybody would know would be like Tony Robbins. So anybody that works in the field would be some type of distant cousin of that. But essentially, h- how do you help people get to the next level wherever they're at? I think in my years working at Alabama, Florida State, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Georgia football where I've worked the last four years um, it, it, it's really helping people take that next step Russell's a great example Russell's a five foot 10 inch you know kid from Richmond Virginia that went to a graduating yep. class with 60 kids and shouldn't be a pro football player and yet arguably was the MVP of the the league this year so the mind is a part of it it's certainly you got to be big fast strong you got to be a hell of a football player but but we work on uh, just really strengthening the mind and, and helping people get out of their own way
3: What's the uh, – and it's, it's amazing to me that a lot of people – you know, people don't think about the brain, think about the mind and the yeah. impact that it can have. For sure. Or think, well, why would I need – why would I need help right. thinking, yeah. right? Yet some of the most successful people in the world need help thinking. What's the common, what's the common, what's the common thing between a Nick Saban, a Kirby Smart, a Russell Wilson – as a sports fan, I see competitiveness. Yeah. But as, as men, how do they get to where they were? What's the yeah. common privacy Because personality-wise, Russell Wilson and Nick Saban are two different people, right? You, you, so how how are they – what's the common bond between these successful people? Pressure.
15: I think they're under the most uh, – the standard for excellence is so high that they don't have an option not to, to really focus on every aspect of the, the program. So when we look at the idea of problems, uh, we've really built – Even going back to the early origins of Alabama in 2007, we built the architecture on you don't need to be sick to get better. Um, And that was really a lot of the improvement. So um, sports psychology is not a big industry. The Yankees have one. Uh, They're a director of mental conditioning, which you may or may not know. Uh, Chad Bowling was one of my best friends. But for the most part, it's never really grown in sports. But I would say the common denominator is Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, Russell Wilson. Look at pressure as a privilege. Jimbo's $75 million, the highest-paid yep. coach in the history of college football. Nick Saban, obviously six national championships, going to right now to beat the Bear Bryant. Kirby Smart, really taking Georgia to that next level. Can we win a national championship? And Russell Wilson, you know, can you win an MVP? Can you get your team back after going to back-to-back Super Bowls? So the common denominator is they're under a, a, a boatload of pressure, and they need to find a way to manage it.
4: How much do you breed – confidence into these athletes and these coaches
15: well this is the thing we don't really mess around with the whole positive thinking and meditation and mindfulness what we've learned in our years of studying is that negativity is the is the killer mm-hmm. and if you can learn how to minimize negativity you don't need to increase positivity so i i don't talk about the power of positive thinking we don't teach it what we know is when you say something out loud it's 10 times more powerful than when you think it And if it's negative, it's a multiple of four to seven times more powerful. So when I say negative things out loud, they're 40 to 70 times more powerful than if I said nothing. So our whole thing is how do you stop saying stupid things out loud? And you look at the message right now in our country, negativity. I mean, you talk about that fatigue you're going through in the dog days of winter. Negativity weaponizes you against you. So if you can be less negative, that's by far more powerful than learning. There's
3: more of a negative era. Uh, an aura out there than ever right now. It sort of sure. seems to be It's difficult to fight through almost because it's almost, uh, it's like a magnet. It'll suck you in too, right? It, it does, but... It's the, what what would say people say, misery loves company. And are people addicted to failure in a sense? They can't once you fall back into a comfort zone, they, they well, can I tried, I did my best, right? And now you're back on a couch with the potato chips, right? As opposed to trying to achieve.
15: Well, I, I think it's less about... Look, everybody thinks a great athlete is all these things they do. I think it's what they're willing not to do. What they're what they're willing not to consume, what they're yeah, willing yeah, not to yeah, say, what yeah, they're willing yeah. not yeah. to
3: watch. I like what you said though about you're not there to tell everyone. Well, you know, think about sunshines and and rabbits, right? I, I like your philosophy. Yeah, it's almost in a in a standpoint. Keep the negatives out so in a football sense, don't turn the ball over. Right. Don't beat yourself. Right. Is that a, is that a good way of condensing or, this in life? Don't beat yourself. Yeah, or I
15: mean or we're not talking about the heat or we're not complaining. We're not verbalizing goddamn we're getting our butts kicked today. Think about Tom Brady down 28-3 halfway through the third quarter. All he's talking when you see him mic'd up is Keep competing. Keep your pad level low. These are the things we call it neutral thinking. Now, neutral thinking is when the problem with positive thinking, why you and why many people, a lot of us don't buy it, is it always implies that when we see something bad, I'm very positive. Set it out, Trevor. I buy it. <laughs> I buy well, it. Well, <laughs> I'm sure say.
3: For, for for me, I struggle with positive. <laughs> no, thinking. I hear what you say. Well, the <laughs> no. I'm my Twitter handle is Sports Rage. Okay, so yeah, I'm not, not known all for being Mister Plus. Well, from no. from a, from a Sports
15: Rage perspective. The reason is when something bad happens, when we're told to be positive, we're, we're told to imply that it didn't happen. And what neutral does is say, oh no, it did happen, and you're responsible for it, but the past isn't predictive. What you do next, not how you feel about what happened, determines what happens next. And so many times with negative thinking or positive thinking, we're implying that the outcome didn't happen. Or if it was bad and it happened, that it's gonna continue to happen. The simple fact is what you do next... Your behavior is what determines what happens next. And if you think, if you go back to Russell in 2012, he's coming out of Wisconsin after NC State kind of pushes him off. Yep. His behavior, when he was down at IMG Academy, I used to be the director of training at the IMG Bolitari Academy. And when Russell, when you watched what he did, how he trained, how he studied, how he prepared, how he practiced, his, his mindset, his attitude, his behavior, how he trained was so far ahead of where he was skill-wise. So to me, you're a neutral thinker is somebody that lives in the truth. We're down 28-3, but there's still 13 minutes to go. So if we score and we stop them, then we're down 28-10. That's the truth. So living in the now, living right? in minute, the, minute by
3: minute, right? Minute by minute. Task by task.
15: Task by task. But but not pretending that the previous task you screwed it up. Yeah.
4: You also said so you've worked with a bunch of schools. You worked with you're working with Georgia now. You've also worked with professional athletes. What have you seen as the biggest difference mentally between the college athlete and the professional athlete?
15: I think they're pretty similar once you can establish the value proposition. I mean, I think at the end of the day right now in the NFL, only 24% of our guys are making it to a fourth year. So if you can establish that you can help them uh, in in some capacity, in some way, be better – then they're going to be a game. I, I, my first eight years, I was the mental conditioning consultant, right? Sports psychology consultant for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tom
3: Coughlin hired
15: me. Uh, Tom Coughlin, I, I'll never forget.
3: Man, you got some real hard ass guys that are coming got some to you, bro. Dudes. Dude from California, get back. I know. Back and I know. You got like, they're almost like generals or I something, know. these guys. Sabin, Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin. What about you when you walk in? Because everyone, you know, you get that doubt sometimes. You got to oh, yeah. put the doubt out. You think, dear God, yeah, man, I'm all smart, but, geez, I got, I'm going in here to tell Nick Saban how to think? Yeah. Is it, so was it intimidating the first time at all? Was he well, looking at you like, all right, Trevor, what you got for me, son? Yeah,
4: like, Tom, how do you get them to buy Tom,
3: in? So yes. you know, who was the hardest? Was it Tom? So so Coach Coughlin was probably
15: about the toughest, and I was 25 years old, and for three years we have been training guys for the NFL draft. You know how the combine comes, and yeah. you got to get ready for the combine? We had kind of like a Kaplan course down in Bradenton, so I was hired first to work with the, the great running back, Fred Taylor, yep, yep. and my, my, my business partner, Chad Bowling, who's with the Yankees now, when we sat down with Tom Coughlin, he said, in my 40 years of coaching, never did I think I'd be sitting across the table from two freaking guys like you. You've got four <laughs> minutes. Oh, you
3: said you got four minutes. Four
15: minutes. And I talk about it in the book, And and so at that point, we just had to really establish in four minutes... These are the things. Look, this is what we're going to focus on. This is what we think we can do. This is how we can help Fred. This is how we can help your coaches. This is where we think the value proposition is. We think this is maybe 5% of the equation of your team. We're not going to make them bigger. We're not going to make them faster. We're not going to make them stronger, but we can help them think more agile. We can help them get out of their own way. And he was like, 75 minutes later, we're still talking. He said, can I get you with my staff? Can I get you with my coaches? Can I get you with my players? And again, if, you, if you're in this industry, my dad was one of the founders or original authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He was the president of the National Association for Self-Esteem. I was 18 years old. I was diagnosed with cancer. I take this stuff really seriously. I don't know that positive thinking works all the time. I know that negative thinking does work, and it works negatively. So really teaching people how to minimize that, how to not articulate it. If you watch three minutes of news – you increase your probability by 27%. You're going to say you had a terrible day at the end of the day. Oh, God. <laughs> and I and watch so, a lot of news, man. Right. Well, but but think about the things you could not do right now. Yeah, 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 and yeah, maybe yeah, sports yeah. rage would go from, I don't think we're going to sports love. No. Nah, your yeah, tag yeah, handle. Yeah. But we might be going to sports neutral. <laughs>
8: you
15: know, maybe somewhere in the middle.
4: I would give you a lot of credit if you turn this guy into some happy, lucky.
15: But you wouldn't really turn them. What you would would do is you would literally – what we would talk about is what do you consume and how much of the things that you
3: consume can you not consume? Yeah. You know? Well, so – and we're living in a social – so what about social media? Is it better to try to – we not totally log off social media? Uh, Probably controlling
15: your likes and probably controlling your comments. Probably, you know, uh, Ryan Howard, the great uh, hitter, is a really good friend of mine, talked about in 2011 he was still making $25 million a year. That those those Twitter feedback had a huge impact. So on it was getting to him. It was getting so another to him. one.
3: Look, how about Kevin Durant then? Have you ever met Kevin Durant?
15: I haven't met Kevin. I've met Russell, and I've so and wouldn't I've met Kevin Donovan. Durant
3: be you know interesting? He's someone right. one of the greatest athletes in the world, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, yet arguing with twelve year old kids on Twitter. Right, and but so but what does that say? Like, is that well, an insecurity?
15: Is it you know? It might be something that he likes to engage in. Look, he you might ha- just enjoy it. You might have to, yeah. For for example, for him, he he may want to look. It wouldn't be the textbook formula. Look, a lot of athletes are so incredible that they can overcome their own decisions and their own <laughs> behaviors. And and look, look at McEnroe. How do you explain yeah, McEnroe with the rage that he played with, with the with, rage right? and different types of things? He, but he isn't be, that,
3: But don't shouldn't you go? You know, he isn't. It wasn't that one of his positives? It, I guess it's in life, right? Your greatest strength could be your greatest weakness at the same time. Like, that passion that he played with drove him as well. Because he wasn't physically as good as the other guys.
15: And you you, you could argue, or maybe he just learned how to overcome his own rage. You know, that he would have been even better if he didn't have
3: What would you say now if Antonio Brown was watching the show?
15: I would say that I don't have the education and, and, and the ability to clinically probably support someone like Antonio Brown. His behavior, particularly what I saw yesterday, I think maybe with the... The fighting, the, the moving truck, or things like that. It, it, it seems, look, psychology has a lot of different layers. Think of uh, weightlifting. You have people that, that grip it and rip it, and you get big and strong. You have people that teach you speed, people that teach you how to get faster, people how to teach you how to do yoga. Um, I don't have the expertise for Antonio Brown. He seems like he needs probably a clinical psychologist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that would be beyond my pay grade. You're not there to fix people.
3: You're, there to, you're there to help them and that's, push them further. You're not there to fix definition. people. Great definition.
16: Yeah,
3: I would, I'm definitely not there to fix it. Hey, how about that? Eh? Smart guy says great definition. Great wow. definition. Clip that. Clip that. Clip it. Clip it All right, right we're right going to be right back with Trevor Fascinated. We've got Joe Ranieri in Miami, Florida uh, to jump in here. Trevor Molot in studio with us. The morning after continues. Studio 34, get on the grid.
17: products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
3: Good day for I'm just showing Trevor some homicide here, speaking of positivity and yeah. stuff, right? Nothing yeah. Nothing better than homicide. Nothing
4: better than um, heavy metal.
3: All right, so uh, one of the um, great sport motivators uh, with us uh, right now, Trevor Mowad, and uh, the book is It uh, Takes uh, What It Takes, uh, the forward uh, by Russell Wilson. Um, so, you know, I've always been fascinated by Russell Wilson. Yeah. and. You know, to me, he's just—he's a great, great, great athlete. Uh, but, you know, to bounce back after the Super Bowl and to yeah. keep going, um, what is it about Russell Wilson? What is the key? What is uh, the key to Russell Wilson's uh, success?
15: So, so this whole idea of neutral is—is—is is, is when something you think about the interception. So, so for those who don't have the context, um, Russell wins the Super Bowl. They—they're here in New Jersey, right? In New York. Yeah. They. Denver is the best team. They scored more points than anybody in the history of football. They beat them, I think, 50 to eight. And then they're, they're, they start out three and three, and they go on a big run. They get back. They're up 10 points against Tom Brady and the boys. They give up 14 points late. Russell takes them all the way down to the one yard line, throws an interception, game over. Right? Now, what people don't know is the final two minutes of that game um, was the most televised event in the history of the United States. So MASH had 110 million viewers. Watching the final two minutes were 124 million people when Russell threw that interception. That's a big moment, right? And if you look at how he handled that versus Cam Newton the year after, Russell walked up and he owned it. They said, hey, Pete Carroll says it's his fault. He called the play. Russell said, ball well, was in my hand, my fault. Yeah. Right? So what we did was we went down to San Diego. We had to get out of Seattle. Seattle still hasn't gotten over that damn thing. Okay. And we went over and we said, What is in your control next? Just what's the truth? The off season. Okay? And NFL players are made in the off season. So let's have the best offseason The ever Super
3: Bowls had. aren't won in February, right? They're not one in February. They're one in what, June? Yeah. They're one in May.
15: Yeah, I mean they're 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 one with, with those things. So Russell had we had an incredible off season. We owned it. He he, he evaluated what happened. He went through and, and he, he did what you do at the end of a game. You evaluate it. Then ultimately we had this incredible offseason. We moved down to San Diego, lived in Rancho Santa Fe, and he followed that season up with 35 touchdowns, seven picks, and he had the best season of his career.
3: I want to ask you about uh, – we'll go to a quick break. We'll just keep it going through uh, through the update. Uh...
17: S.A. Radio News with Chris Barnes.
13: After a very contentious and very long 13-hour day one of the Senate impeachment trial against President Trump, a second day will begin this afternoon. President Trump himself is still in Davos, Switzerland, where he did tell reporters of the entire impeachment
6: process. But this is the greatest witch hunt. This started from the day I came down with the future First Lady. The day we came down the escalator, this started...
13: Today is the 47th anniversary of the Supreme Court's landmark Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion. And President Trump has proclaimed the day National Sanctity of Human Life Day, saying there is more to be done to reduce abortions. This year's March and Rally for Life in the nation's capital not being held on this anniversary, but instead it will be held on Friday. This is USA Radio News. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. President Trump says the U.S. economy will soon start getting benefits from the recently signed Phase 1 trade deal with China. He spoke at the end of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland.
6: It's already started to a certain extent. China is going to be purchasing more than $250 billion worth of goods from our country. That's massive.
13: Several more nations could land on President Trump's travel ban. While the list is in final, it's said to include Belarus, Myanmar, Nigeria, Sudan, and Tanzania, among others. The proposal would not necessarily ban travel for residents of those nations, but would put in place tougher immigration restrictions. Saudi Arabia is denying hacking Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos' phone. During a call with the Crown Prince, The Guardian had reported that an encrypted message on WhatsApp from Mohammed bin Salman in 2018 was believed to have included a malicious file that infiltrated Bezos' phone. And you're listening to USA Radio News.
9: Friends and family, did you have a great night's sleep last night? I did. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I work better than I ever have. And you know what? You can have that health. You can have that good night's sleep if you order a MyPillow. Try it. Mike Lindell guarantees it. He's got a 60-day money-back guarantee on the MyPillow and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175.
13: A man from Washington State diagnosed with the deadly coronavirus, which is spreading quickly from China. Here's more from USA Radio's Wendy King.
7: The first case of a deadly virus that has sickened hundreds in China and elsewhere has now been found in the United States. More airports will now be screening passengers who are on flights from China, including O'Hare. Chicago Commissioner of Public Health Dr. Allison Arwady says... Her department is ready to help.
9: If they um, had travel, it originated in Wuhan and there's any concern that they have a cough or a fever, even a low amount of suspicion, um, we would divert them from their travel and they would be transported securely, not through the general airport, you know, um, to a hospital.
13: Legendary Yankees shortstop Derek Jeter has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. You're never thinking about the Hall of Fame. I mean, this is the highest honor that can be given to any individual that plays this game. And, and, um, you know, I was speechless. Jeter, speaking there to MLB Network, also inducted this year, will be Larry Walker in his 10th and final year of eligibility. And the family of Monty Python troop member and comedian Terry Jones has confirmed that Jones has passed away at 77. They say he died with his wife by his side at their home in North London last night. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
2: last night you find out the morning after let's do this thing
3: um, all right here we go <laughs>
15: thinking
3: of was a sports motivator i'm like you got a super bowl pick <laughs> <laughs> i'm asking for joe Ranieri because uh you know, we got joe in miami yeah. right now we're having some uh, some issues but we could have the pope on and joe would uh, say joe would say to the pope uh, hey uh the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl, or <laughs> what's the feeling at the Vatican? Like, we've had college basketball coaches on. Yeah. Joe just jumps right in. It's like middle of March, Madison. So, hey, coach, it? you're getting 22 points. Should I bet on it?
15: Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think I, it, it's when I, Patrick Mahomes was a sophomore in college, still at Texas Tech. Um, I had a chance to spend some time around him, and, and just Patrick and Deshaun and a lot of these young generations. We got a really good group young
3: quarterbacks coming to the league out of college so what is it about Mahomes? he seems like a good kid yeah but his father was an athlete yeah very intense guy
4: Age doesn't seem too yeah. big for him either really. what is it
3: about Mahomes uh, that that makes just, him tick
15: i think he's number one he's just really good he's got great arm talent i think he's got a little bit of that baseball arm he's got a live arm and then secondly i think i think he is very neutral he stays really calm um he's got that baseball mindset he's very level-headed um he was just always impressive even before he was good you know, when it was him, uh, you know, we had these guys. They were all freshmen. It was Jack Del Rio's son, Luke, and it was Jarrett Stidham, who's now Brady's yeah, backup, yeah, yeah. and maybe the starter. Um, ooh, and, and ooh, what do you know? Deshaun Watson. What do you know,
3: Mr. L.A. Is Tom Brady, is he moving into your neighborhood? I'll
15: tell you what. Tom Brady I, Chargers. I, I think it'd be great to see him out there. They're opening up a new venue. They're opening up a new stadium. You, yeah. got, you got Goff on one side. You got Brady on the other side. I think it'd be incredible. Yeah. He's earned the right to come to L.A., had not he? He's got a makeup. He's got his own traveling hair consultant. I mean, God knows I could do that today. <laughs> so I think it'd be great to have him out there. But um, I love the fact, the the questions that you're asking, because I think as we approach a new year, it, it comes down to how much control do we feel like we have over our life? Mm-hmm. As soon as we become helpless, we become hopeless. And hope is really one of the more powerful things that any of us can have. You know, well, when you have hope, when you believe – uh, that, that, that you have some influence over what's happening next yep. in your life. As an athlete, for sure. You know, when you throw that interception at the one yard line and 124 million people are judging you, I still <laughs> control what I do next, and I can change the narrative. I'm not. It doesn't mean my career is going to be a failure. Look at Cam Newton the following year.
3: I love Cam. And hang in here, hang in here. Just, we're we're end of the break. We'll be right back in a couple of. Uh, we'll be back in about 120 seconds here. So we'll wrap it up uh, here with Trevor. Just keep going on here. It's great
1: Yeah. <laughs>
6: Packages start at $39.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. You can now get Vivint's award-winning smart home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the top home security system of 2019, calling the Vivint system the best for a complete package of home security Security and automation, the best pro-installed home security system, and the best home security system with cameras. And right now, you can get Vivint's best home security and smart technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation. Protect your home and loved ones for as little as a dollar a day. Call right now for your home security consultation. Call 800-282-5112. 800-282-5112. That's 800-282-5112.
3: Right.
14: all
3: right get on the grid we're trying to motivate you people here you sorry son of a bitches
4: because <laughs> you do such a good job of it every day
3: right now people yeah well we got a good energy we're balancing each other yeah we, we gotta get get after it we're here balancing each no other. no people actually you know what uh we
4: encourage you to go to the doctor it takes yesterday. it's very
3: very rare it's very, yeah, yesterday, exactly. I
4: think you have to catch I it.
3: I was freaked out all day about catch that a, stuff. Get after.
4: the hint, Gabe. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you. <laughs> um, but people in our chat hate each other. It's sort of like America as a whole, very polarized. Like, yeah. shut up. And, like, they're all united. They're yeah. actually all united. Great interview. Really enjoying this. Great interview. This guy's great. Um, good. We'll leave it at that. I'll, yeah, take, I'll yeah, take the yeah. top three. Great, great segment, guys. All, all kinds of stuff out here, yeah. so... So, uh, Trevor Moe, so I wanted to ask you, Trevor, you were, you know, was with Nick Saban. So, coach uh, is coaching in college, goes to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. It's a different, um, how much different? And Ariel was a great question. I asked you about the the thought process of an NFL player. Yeah. How, how are college kids different from pro players? Right. They're sort of the same guys, right? Yeah. So, but what about, what about coaching? Yeah. What about motivating kids as opposed to men? I knew a dude that played for the Miami Dolphins. He was in the camp at least. Yeah. And he said, you know what, Saban's not a bad guy. Right. But he didn't know the names of some of the guys on the team. Yeah. It was more, hey, you know, number eighteen. Right. And in the pros a little bit different, right? They've they yeah. make money. You've got to massage their egos a little bit more. I think, I, I so think... what would you say to a Matt Rule? To uh, to you know, to a college coach. To a, a, well, even
15: even to a Joe Judge, to, yeah, to a, a to guy. a Joe
3: Judge, exactly. What do you say now? You're dealing with men. What's the difference here? Look, I, I, humanity,
15: I think it it matters, but but you've got to be authentic to yourself. What I remember in 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 2006, uh, I think Nick Saban succeeds in in the NFL if he doesn't have Dante Culpepper or Joe Harrington. And you got to remember again, Breeze, had folded that shoulder in half and he and he failed the physical. He had the number two defense with Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas. Um, so it's hard to say yeah, he, his NFL career where he was five hundred. I think maybe eighteen and eighteen. Yeah. So not what he's been at Alabama. But I think he could have made it. Did he not enjoy it? I I think
3: it 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 it's not really because for like me you to said, evaluate like, that. Like you said because he wasn't a mass failure out of there. I don't, no. wasn't implying that at all. But it didn't seem. It just seemed like he wanted to go back to college. I know you can't speak for him, but yeah, I I couldn't tell at the time that he wanted to go back. I think we
15: were trying to win. I just think you know we 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 started that season one and six, and we got to six and six, and then we uh you, you know then we lost. I think maybe three out of the last four. But it's hard to really enjoy it when. Imagine you have a car and that left tire doesn't work very well. And that's what happens sometimes when some element of your team is not right, particularly if the the quarterback isn't functioning at a high level or you have some injuries. I think for Matt Rule and for some of these guys, um, approaching it with a lot of humility and yet confidence. Kevin Plank, the CEO of Under Armour, talked about being humble and hungry. Like, you know, Matt Rule, hey, you did a great job at Baylor. But let's be honest, Baylor is not the Carolina Panthers. And and, and Baylor was a, a destitute program that anybody was going to do better than There was only going to go
3: up, right, yeah.
15: Right, so Carolina's been good for a long period of time. Coach Rivera's done a really, really good job. How are you going to solve the quarterback issue? Now you just lost Luke Kuechly, who I've known for a long time. Luke is – it's scary that we're losing so many of these guys at 28, 29, 30, but it makes sense. Um, I just think you have to approach the transition uh, authentic, and you better hire really good people – that understand pro football and can help you be accountable.
20: Speaking
4: of Luke Kuechly, all the concussions he suffered, you said you know him well. What are your thoughts on CTE and the traumatic brain injuries that the NFL and football as a whole cause?
15: It's, it's a real issue right now. Um, I think it's a real issue. I think it depends on your position. I think if you play linebacker, I think if you play fullback, I think that you're, some are going to be more exposed than others. But, um, you know, for, for Luke to make a decision like that, what I remember so much about Luke was just just an incredible human mm-hmm. who's got so much to live for. so he I would imagine he'll go into coaching, you know, I would think, but he also could go into venture capital or he could be Stevie Cohen and working here in New York, you know, uh, but it's an issue. Look, football has its struggles, but I also think it's as big as it's ever been. and to your guy Joe, bet on Kansas City. <laughs> no.
6: Let's go, Joe yeah, bet back, on
15: Kansas City. Back to the catch change. Are you going to be in Miami? No, you know, I, I, crazy enough, I'm not a huge football fan. Um, I love uh, watching the athletes I work with compete. I came out of uh, college soccer. Yeah, so uh, you, know, you played so, soccer? Yep, yep. So, uh, so I'm a major league soccer fan. Most of my buddies, I'm in my early 40s. Most of my buddies are coaching now, and they're either getting fired one year and getting a new job <laughs> the other year. But in, uh, so I'd be like in New York FC and, and the formerly uh, Toronto and all the different types of things. But but I'll be watching. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated to watch uh just to see how Patrick does in a moment like that.
3: And what about, you know, we've only got a couple of minutes left here. What about Andy Reid? This is fascinating. You have Kyle Shanahan, whose father won a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan was in the Super Bowl and was the offensive coordinator for one of the biggest collapses in Super Bowl history. Yeah. So he has that, you know, it's out there. Right. You know, and it's, and I hate the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. The internet trolls. Well, I will see if he does better than he did in the second half of the Super right. Bowl. But you know. Even though he's a man and he's doing his thing and he's successful, he's that little, little voice, right? Yeah. I've been here before, and it went right. wrong. It went wrong. Andy Reid's been in the league forever, yeah. Trevor. What, you know, what, what's the different dynamic here? What, what would you say to both coaches? You sit down with Coach Reid, been around forever. He's been in one Super Bowl before. You don't know how many more uh, opportunities you're going to get. What would you say to Coach Reid, and what would you say to Coach uh, Shanahan? What would be different in your approach?
15: I think that's a that's a great question, Gabe. Uh, I, I think each team has a history and a life of its own. So, you know, you look at. I remember Freddie Mitchell was a friend of mine, so I remember those Philadelphia Eagles yep. teams in, in Jacksonville when they were coming back, and Donovan McNabb with the cotton mouth, right? Or was he nervous or whatever? Um, but but just give your team the best chance to win. Put a game plan together. I I, I would imagine Kyle Shanahan has forgot about that 28-3 collapse. And to me also I would give a lot of credit to New England coming back as opposed to Atlanta collapsing. Because you if you watch Atlanta the next four or five years, they were a flawed program. Yeah. And 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 so they were having a great year, but they got maybe exposed in the second half of that game. Um so I think look, give your team the best chance to play the way you've been playing up until this point. And I think if you're um I think if you're if you're San Francisco, think how close San Francisco was They were an inch. I'm a Seahawks fan, obviously, with Russell. They were one inch from crossing that from being the fifth seed, and now you're the one seed. Yeah. You know, so this is your year. So keep executing, keep running the ball, keep the game plan. Uh, I I, I think we have two – probably the two best teams made it to the final. So I think this is going to be exciting. I think whether you gamble or not – I'm not a big gambler – it's going to be a
3: hell of a game. That's the thing. When when you look at San Francisco, it's just fun to watch – their quest for perfection. Yes. You can sense it. Yeah. From the defense to the special teams, every play. Yeah. Every play. Can, yeah. No plays off with San Francisco. That's the and, one and, thing. And, 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 and the pressure. Pres-
15: and the pressure in a moment like this is so big. You know, every Super Bowl adds $6 million. I mean, this is this is so – so from a coaching perspective, you've got to get people, you know, like, like Michael Johnson when he decided to wear the gold shoes in 1996. I'm not letting myself get a bronze wearing gold, Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, wearing yeah, gold shoes. Yeah. Think about that pressure. You've got to get them understanding this is not just a game. But we can only think about one thing at a time, focus on what got us here. Let's go play our game, but think about how it changes your life. You know, Russell, if he wins that second Super Bowl, that's two Super Bowls in three years, right? That changes his life. Now, now he's never made it back to that game, you know, and he's made it to the playoffs every year. Yeah, can't get out of now, can't get past this round. Yeah, right. You know they've had a tough yeah. time getting past the
3: second round. So uh, well, he hasn't been back to the NFC Conference Championship game since that since. Super Bowl year. Right, and, and, and they, I, I heard him say after I don't have to tell you, but yeah. he said after we got to find a way to go further. You
15: got to find a way to go further, and it just tells you you you, you got to seize this opportunity, just like you've been saying uh, all along to everybody here. Look, we only get one opportunity to live. Yeah. You know, when you get one opportunity, you never know if you're going to be back. And you don't look. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to get hit by a bus today, right? But but people, the the, the saying used to be, you know, uh, today's the first day of the rest of your life. I think you got to live each day as if you're last because one of the days you're going to be left.
3: There it is, uh, right there. It takes what it takes, Trevor Mowat. Pick it up, uh, read it. You'll be a lot smarter. I can't wait to uh, to throw this down myself. Um, really looking forward to it. I'd love to do this again. Best of hey, luck, my Trevor. My A lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. All right, uh, we're going to rage. And we got uh, Cam Stewart coming. After all of this, it's like, get off Let my lawn. <laughs> it's like so, like, we just throw it all.
2: Football
9: friends. How do you have a Pro Bowl?
1: You can't really have one because guys just get hurt. And that's why, obviously, San Fran and Kansas City players can't play in it.
9: You're not allowed. Well, to play. I don't know how you fix it. It's not
14: football.
19: It's not It's not yeah. pro football.
14: I think there's two ways to fix it. First, move it back to Hawaii because all the players like going to Hawaii. The other thing is make the game a flag football game. This way you don't have to worry about people getting hurt and they can still go out there and show their skills.
2: Weekdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on the Sports Grid Network.
6: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800 338 6906. 800 338 6906. That's 800 338 6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: I think Joe Ray Neary is alive. Joe, what's on tap for tonight?
5: Thanks, Ariel. Plenty going on. 12 in the NBA, 56 on the hardwood in college, and we'll try to get to some of those, but first, let's check in with Gabe to see the hell he's yelling at to get off his lawn today.
3: Hey,
21: you kids! Get off my lawn! Hey!
3: You pesky kids that I can. Well, today I figured it'd be a good uh, good uh, day to tell everybody to get the hell off my lawn! I love how we just had a, a motivation, uh, motivational speaker that says the number one Enemy of success is negativity. And here we go. Let's roll. Get the <laughs> hell off my lawn, you son of a bitch. So uh, Derek Jeter did not get unanimously inducted. Ooh, poor Derek. You know what I mean? Like Derek Jeter, and you know what's pissing him off? He's like Lisa Simpson. You know what I mean? That blemish. Yeah, you know what do I you mean it's not an A plus? Um, so he gets like what, 396 of the 397 votes? I can go down a lot of ways on this right now. Number one, whoever you were that did this, okay, put your name on it. Very simple. Put your freaking name on it, all right? Who are you, the whistleblower? Are you worried for your safety? Put your name on it. If you're going to give these clown-ass media writers a vote, then the least these clown-ass media dudes can do is actually put their freaking name on it. It's cowardly. like how, It's not anonymous. What, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? We're not asking for your tax returns. We're asking you, like, who did you vote for for the Hall of Fame? If you don't want to put your name on it, you shouldn't be able to do it. All right? Number two, Derek Jeter shouldn't be 100%. Like, either everybody's 100% like this, this 70% crap and 80% this, and he's 100%, but he's 98%. You're either a Hall of Famer or you're not a Hall of Famer. All right? And can some jerk-off in Toronto, the rights for the Globe and Mail, or some jackass in Montreal, um, as I speak from experience, or the post, or anything else, because they, oh, they are going to make you wait. Why did you make Larry Walker wait? Why, because you can? Well, uh, you know, oh, he'll get in later. We'll let Kurt Schilling in later. I like Jay Jaffe. What did Jay Jaffe tell us yesterday? I don't want to give him the platform to expose his crap. You're basically admitting, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but I don't like him. did not he? Right? Let's just be real. Is Kirk Schilling a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Why is he not in the Hall of Fame yet? Did he take steroids? No. Well, whatever. He doesn't like transvestites. All right? Um, yes, he's crazy. All right? Um, he's a right-wing troll. We could go on. You know, we can go on and on. Kurt Schilling has said a lot of stupid things. Well, and he also was a great baseball player. Are we dealing on the Hall of Fame of stupidity, of stupid things said? You know what I mean? Ty Cobb was a raging racist. You want to take him out? You know what I'm saying? We can go down this route here. But my beef is, with Derek Jeter, is how the hell, so we're freaking out about uh, Derek Jeter not being unanimous. Marion Rivera is the only one ever. Like, you want to really get into it? How the hell would Lou Gehrig not be unanimous? An how <laughs> you know, would, like, I don't know, Joe DiMaggio not be unanimous? An you know what I'm saying? Did you know that, like, Ted Williams only got, like, 80% of the vote? So, in all actuality, actually, to be honest, I'm telling everyone to get the hell off my lawn. The, the, the Hall of Fame used to be really hard to get in. So hard. That basically, it was like, yeah, listen, Ted, you're getting 80% of the vote, all right? Mr. Williams, greatest hitter ever, whatever, 80%. Nowadays, you know, listen, a lot of people in the media are fanboys and stuff, all right? They're not really objectionable media people. They're fans. They're sports fans of the team. They cover the team. They're fans of it. You know, I like the Toronto Raptors. I love the Toronto Raptors. I find it hard to get good Toronto Raptor coverage. Everybody's too busy blowing them. You know what I mean? I hope they got condoms because otherwise you've all you've all been diseased. Um, you, you don't get any real coverage anymore. Oh, great job, coach. Ha, 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 And a, a little scrubs! Ha, 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 ha. Hey, hey, how you feeling? Ha, ha, ha. It's just a waste of time, all right? A waste of time. So as far as Derek Jeter not being unanimous, who freaking cares, all right? All right? Uh, Ten years from now, nobody remembers. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that Mariano Rivera was unanimous, all right? and you really want to get in the hall? Why, why is Pete Rose not in the Hall of Fame? And are you going to put these jackasses from Houston in the Hall of Fame? Where does it end? You know, where, where does it end? And some of you vote for Clemens, but you don't vote for Bonds, but you vote for McGuire, but you don't vote for Sosa. And it never ends. I think, honestly, that the media should not be the ones that decide this. All right? The media shouldn't decide anything. Uh, like, honestly. Like, what, what are the media going to decide? Like, honestly, most people in the media, too, are people that didn't even play Little League baseball. Like, it's like media, critics, politicians, they're all dweebs, okay? They were all dweebs. They were losers in school. They, you know, they were losers in their life. They got picked on a lot. So now they have some power. You ever seen a hot politician? How many good-looking men politicians are there for you women out there? They're all short mutant trolls and stuff, all right? Like, they, how many of them are like, wow, that's a really good-looking guy? No. Uh, Mitch McConnell, who turtle face. You'll notice every politician, they don't have lips. Not, like, full lips like me. <laughs> and politicians, I swear to God, look at a politician. None of them have upper lips. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right? Um, what, they were nerds. It's the same thing in the media. All right? A bunch of jerk-offs that never played sports, got picked on by jocks. And then there's their power down the road. How can I get you back? How You know what? Derek Jeter probably is rude to some dude a couple of times in the media. You know, Jeter blows you off a couple of times. It adds up. And then you figure, well, you know what? How can I screw this guy? You can't be giving power to these people like this. So anyways, number one, media, you suck. They shouldn't even be allowed to be voting for this stuff. Number two. Derek Jeter shouldn't be 100%. It's not like Derek Jeter's the greatest baseball player ever to play a game, all right? You know, if Ted Williams wasn't 100%, how the hell is Derek Jeter? Remember Tony Gwynn? With Luke Herrick? Babe Ruth? You go down the list. You're talking about great players and stuff, all right? But uh, media, you suck. Get the hell off my lawn. Derek Jeter didn't do anything here, so I can't pick on him. But I'm not losing any sleep because Jeter wasn't 100%. Uh, The writers shouldn't even be allowed to freaking vote. And uh, and anyways, who cares about any of this? Because every single one of you Major League Baseball players are cheating scumbags. You're all cheaters. Get the hell off my lawn. I don't even care.
5: So I'll, I'll say it again. I'm just uh, amazed every time a year, right around this time, we continue to have the same conversation about these morons at the Baseball uh, Writers Association who continue to treat the whole ballot and the voting process like it's a joke. So, and we continue to be amazed, which just blows me away. But we are going to have this argument about somebody again in the very near future not getting the hundred percent. Oh, every year. I'm tired of it now. And it's well, we have- uh, is it.
4: We have some time. Well, What's going to happen
5: with Ichiro? What's going to happen yeah. when he comes available? What's going to happen when uh, pool host comes available? We're going to continue to have the same conversation as long as the system's the same.
4: I think Ichiro's next, 2025. is, I
5: think the year first. There you go. What's the, what's the argument against him? He should be been 100%. Like, either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not.
3: Like, there's stuff with the voting and stuff. And, all oh, this year and next year in the committee. They just string it out for people like us to bitch about it. Yep. But I will say this. I'm starting to come around. Um I'm starting to come around, uh, Joe on on this whole Astros thing, in which you you were right at the top about this. They're all cheaters. Like they're you know what I mean? Like look at Pedro Martinez. You hear Pedro Martinez's
4: yes. comments? Yes, he said the same thing as Jessica Mendoza, basically saying that it was like a whistleblower kind
3: of Well, thing. yeah, Pedro Martinez basically saying that you know it was wrong to snitch this out. Mendoza, wrong to snitch this out. So there you have you know, baseball people saying, no, no, it's wrong. There are some younger players, it seems. You know, the show there's a few younger guys, you know what I mean, that seem to be put off by this, yet I've come to the conclusion as well that if every one of you stupid idiots knew this and... If Alex Wood was smart enough to mix the pitch count up after every 8 pitches, Joe. Every 8 pitches when Alex Wood pitched for the Dodgers against the Astros, it was him. Like the the team didn't even tell him to do it. It was him. He was like, "You know what? I know these guys are stealing everything, so I'm not going to uh I'm not going to let him do it." So Marcus Stroman's talking, "Oh, now I know why." It's like, "Well, dude, like you stated, it's basically like I said. It's like leaving your bicycle unlocked on your porch, Joe, and then being surprised someone stole it. Right?
4: I'm wondering now how much Marcus Stroman being a Mets pitcher also had to do with negativity in the clubhouse, potentially involving Carlos Beltran as the manager.
3: I don't think so. They're all cheat, like basically. He seems
4: irritated by Marcus this Stroman's
3: and- irritated by everything every day.
4: And then, pardon Carlos Beltran as his manager. But another
3: thing is too. And I know, like, no one ever wants to touch the Yankees in any of this stuff. The Yankees were doing this, too, Joe. Like, it's not even, I'll tell you right now. And I know, oh, how can you say this? Oh, my God, we'll accuse everyone. But not, to, not to cover the coveted Yankees, 100%, greatest of all time, all the time, everything. But, so, what was Carlos Beltran doing with the Yankees? You think he wasn't, like...
4: And he was on the Yankees, you think he was true? I can't, I'm not going to sit here What do you and- think
3: Cora said after the London series? It's like he said it. Like, he, he tipped his cap. He goes, yeah, well, they have Beltran, so, you know. He goes, we we didn't change things, it's my fault. He basically stated, yeah, we didn't change the stuff up, and he stole it. Let's be real here, people. They're all cheaters.
6: If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch. Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. Here's what our customers had to say.
13: Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free, and they took care of all the paperwork.
6: If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, a CGM can help you. It's accurate, easy to use, and if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping of your new CGM, and we can bill Medicare for you.
13: Honestly, I had my doubts, but that new CGM is painless.
6: Call now. 800-640-7460. 800-640-7460. That's 800-640-7460.
2: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
12: Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack
6: Dot com.
3: There's some disturbing comments in a chat here. Somebody says, Amoretsi, hey your fly is open. Noticing my, like, who's looking down there anyways?
4: It just said that we need like, a... Like, I
3: understand, uh, like, uh, I understand, like, some of the ladies tuning into the program, but... And Mike Cardano, as well, has uh, noticed...
4: Mike Cardano, I think, needs to send out another um, email about wardrobe.
3: I don't want to get too graphic, Ariel, but this what was, what happens is...
4: This was a Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction.
3: Ah, no, it's just uh, my pants can't contain it.
4: You know what I'm saying? Like, Pushing positivity.
3: You know what I mean, Joe? <laughs> Cam? <laughs> it's not me. Like, it's uh, like, uh, I, uh, I can't, can't help it. It's an uncontrollable beast.
6: Yeah, what are you
3: going to do? <laughs> you know, if he wants to open the fly, he opens the fly. You know what I'm saying? He runs, yeah, he runs the show. Now, I'll be honest. It's, I've had problems with show. these jeans.
21: And it's, it's it happened it happened
3: to me the other day, Cam. I was out in the parking lot of the Meadowlands. Yeah. And I'm like, God, is it cold? And I realized my fly was down. Oh, yeah. It was real windy, man. And I was like, Drink man. Me. Then I realized, it's like, man, this happens a lot with these pants, actually. It's, it's, it's happened. Point taken. All right? I'm aware.
13: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I don't know why are they looking, Cam. You never look down know.
14: there. You never notice my fly is open or not. No, oh, I'm just I just look at your tickets or your screen on Mister Green to see what my we're tickets. betting. <laughs> Joe, I look at the horse form. Joe?
5: Thoughts are things, Morency Thoughts are things.
3: Yeah, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe's like Joe rides command. Joe's not even wearing pants now, anyway. So Joe's not put off yeah, by the fly would. thing. Yeah. Joe yeah, owns speedos, Cam. He admitted he's got uh, speedos.
14: Yeah. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah. The right? You know Joe, he's got the thong oh, for sure. You know, yeah. I'll tell you something, Joe looks like the guy like Europeans get away with it, but Joe's tanned, right? So he could pull into that resort, just go right into the hot tub. Hey everybody. Yeah, Joe, you'd mm-hmm. pull it off. Like you so got So Joe, what do you, of, uh, the, uh, do you have? European I have the limited Spino, edition. Or do you um, have like
5: the sort of the man thong. What do you got? I have the uh limited edition uh sports grid Mike Cardano thong. It's uh it's beautiful thing, man. It really is. <laughs> rides up right in the ass it's a little gold plated it's beautiful
21: <laughs> yeah i don't you just, know
5: i don't just let that marinate for a few minutes morenzi go ahead no no i'm like, i'm i'm having a problem with it Mar- oh. <laughs> yeah let that marinate for a minute i am
3: just take it if we really we could raise a lot of money for charity. Uh, you, me, and Cam and Thongs uh, up there on the stage. Like, Next calendar. Just, just to stop put pants Yeah, yeah on. People will just be paying to us to, on. like, uh, guys, just stop this. All right. How much you no, 10000 for charity. Yeah, 20000
14: something. Up. What do we show you? You're on, a, you're on a bed full of tickets. You know, uh, we're, like, just throwing stuff up, <laughs> you know. Hey, everybody. Me and the, ho- the horse guys at the book. Yeah. Me and Calloway. Yeah, it's what a calendar.
3: Yeah, your boy uh, your boy Callaway was uh, was rocking last night. He's hardcore.
14: I love that guy. New hat, too. He's uh
3: he's hardcore. So, Cam, I was just going off here about yeah. um, about this sort of Jeter stuff. And everyone's mad here in New York. Oh, how dare they not be 100%? My deal is no one should be 100% or everyone should be 100%. You're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. Like, this stuff about jerking dudes around and making them wait forever and making them grovel. And, oh, you let Larry Walker. Look what they did to poor Drew Pearson the other day. Mm -hmm. You know, they strung him out, and then they screw him at the last second just to play games here. But, guys, for everyone crying here, uh, how about this? Joe DiMaggio only got Uh, 88.8% of the vote. Joe DiMaggio. Hank Greenberg, 85% of the vote only. His ninth year on the ballot. In 1961, Ted Williams got 93% of the vote. Stan Musial, you know 93 Willie Mays, 94 Hey, With all due respect to Derek Jeter, yep, you ain't Ted Williams or Willie Mays, bro. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's 100% stuff. It's crazy. Uh, we could go on. Sandy we Koufax, Mickey right? Mantle, Ernie Banks, Bob Gibson. Who the hell made Mariano Rivera 100% anyways? You're telling me? That Sandy Koufax isn't, Bob Gibson you know, Joe Morgan isn't, Joe DiMaggio, but, ooh, Mariano Rivera and Derek Jeter. It's a media blowfest. That's all it is. I don't know what, you know, people just, they adore Derek Jeter this much.
4: It isn't about, to me and a lot of other people I've spoken about who are outraged about it, it's not about him going in as a 100% unanimous vote. It's about... Three hundred ninety-six other writers saying Thursday, and one other person. Yeah, but I don't have I
3: don't have a problem. Yeah, but why? So what? Because three hundred. There's three hundred. I want to sound like your mother. Does three hundred ninety-five people jump off a bridge? Does that mean you should? Is it right? I don't have a problem with the guy not putting him in. I have no problem with that. My only beef is put your name on it. I want to see. I want yes. to hear this guy do an well, interview I'd and say you. this is why I didn't put him in. That's all I, I say, Ken.
14: I agree 100%. He's hiding from it. And another thing, we talked about this before. I don't know what when you got to go over. It's kind of like a driver's license for a senior citizen. What you, Sometimes you shouldn't be on the road. You have to take your retest. And people who are getting the right to put this vote in, all right, how do you go to baseball games? Do you even know what the hell's happening? Like, this whole thing, the whole process <laughs> needs a redo. Right, Gabe? No, think about it, though. That's what you do, right? If you're not unsafe on the streets and you're driving through curbs in people's garages, you got to take it Well, put it this step. way, Gabe. Some you know guys vote? don't even go to the game. Jeff right? Blair. That's Good example. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, Jeff
3: Blair's a tool bag, all right? That's a. I agree 100%. He's a tool bag that doesn't watch all the games. He you're sits right, there. He watches yeah. the Jays. He thinks he knows everything. Doesn't know anything. And, uh, you know, what? what, is he watching every game? No. Right? The guy's talking about the Leafs. He doesn't do that well either. So he's talking about the Leafs and stuff. And I'm not saying he doesn't know baseball at all, but that's just an example of the type of people that are deciding these guys' fates, right? Three point. It's ridiculous. Just give it to the damn players, man. Give it, let the players, like the Pro Bowl in the NFL, let the players vote on it. The hell does the media or the fans know? Fans are stupid, and uh, the media is incompetent. Like uh, I'm just being real here to
4: be able to have a say and have a personal say in it and not go based off of their baseball career. You're talking about a player also that 158 games were played in 724 played appearances in the playoffs. That's nearly a full season that he's played in the playoffs alone with a batting average of 308 on top of having the sixth most hits in Major League Baseball history. Nonetheless, passing Lou Gehrig for the most hits as a Yankee in baseball history. And yet that one person on that list of all those Players is saying Derek Jeter's not one of ten players that should be voted into the Hall of Fame.
3: Yeah, but if if Lou, he, he's not saying you're not going to get into the Hall of Fame. It was just unanimous. No, he's the guy
4: voted him not to get in the Hall of Fame.
3: Yeah, because yeah, but Ariel, if the sky okay. didn't fall because of it. Like the the voter is allowed to have their opinion. Did you hear me just read off? I would off?
4: Just love to hear. Did what you just Did you hear is? these
3: other players? Sandy Koufax didn't get in. Do you know who know Sandy Koufax of,
4: is? Yes, I know. He's right. a
3: Jewish pitcher. All right, so Mickey Mantle. So, like, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> like, is Derek Jeter? Ah, oh, so Mickey Mantle, but Derek Jeter should. It's not that it's, oh, my God, one guy or one girl. It's the name. It's the name. They should I'd be put outraged their for name
4: for Yeah, I agree, but I would be outraged for any player who missed by one writer.
5: It's dumb. The whole thing's stupid, anyways. I got a solution to this. All, all you need to do is take it away from these blowholes and make it yep. that you have to bet at least ten grand in baseball a season. You gotta, yeah, you're gonna show like, your tickets. <laughs> like you, you're right. You, you show your tickets. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, exactly. screw off. <laughs> You've got to have skin in the game. Like I've got exactly. To at least That's what get I said earlier. worth like of that. Absolutely. That's what I said
3: earlier. Yeah. I'd rather the guys that watch baseball exactly. every day at the FanDuel Sportsbook. They watch exactly. every game. They're watching every team.
5: Nobody knows better than we do. Nobody. Now
3: listen, I'm just going to be real here. The Hall of Fame is a sham anyways, all right? It's a joke. Half the guys aren't in, some are in, Pete Rose isn't in. Everyone wants to pretend and just sweep stuff under the carpet about certain teams. You can blame one guy for being a cheater, but another guy isn't a cheater, and one organization is, and one organization isn't. You know, like I said, the Yankees won with guys that are on steroids, like, you know I mean? CC's a math. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm offended. You know, like it was brought up when people were talking about Derek Jeter. Did Derek Jeter not know that, you know, that A-Rod was on steroids? Did he not know that Roger Clemens was juiced up? Did he not know that Robbie We go down the list, right? There were a ton of Yankees that were on steroids. And also we know that they were stealing signs. But since, you know, they're not, it hasn't been pinpointed, hey, it's the Astros. Listen, I think the Astros are scumbags, but we've learned something from this. Baseball players are the worst people out of all athletes. Like, they are. When it comes to ethics, like, NFL players don't even go this far. Like, NFL, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about crimes, but, yeah, but it's a league-wide thing, Ariel. Joe played baseball, and you said it from day one, Joe. They're all
5: cheaters. Every one of them.
3: I'm starting yeah. to think. And, you Ken, and it's their responsibility. Who are the only
5: people bitching and moaning? By the way, the who media the, yeah. Own,
3: yeah.
5: No, no, yeah. of the players. Who? What's the only position group bitching and moaning? Pitchers. 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 Damn straight. Pitchers. Exactly. And you know who they're not throwing point. under the bus? Their own damn teammates who are hitters. Are they? Exactly. Yeah, no. that's the thing. Yeah. No. Very true. So, they're all hypocrites. Much Every single you one of them is a hypocrite because they know guys in their own dugout are doing it. They act exactly. all uh, all enraged about it. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Okay. Look in your own dugout. You know it Here's and I know it.
14: Thing. Let's just be real as adults. You know, Gabe, I'll use Richard Garner's line. We're not children here. Everyone's cheating. So mm-hmm. basically, steroid Olympics. You're not going to catch anybody every way. They already have masking agents. The Chinese and the Russians are two steps yep. ahead when it comes to this stuff anyway. Throw it all out the window. Everybody's mm-hmm. on drugs. Make the best person win because every time we're going to have stories like this, and it's getting annoying and stupid. It happens all the time. Every, everything. Everybody tries to cheat. You know, everybody wants an edge. That's my take. Yep. Sled it all in because you're not going to catch everybody. I still
3: think it doesn't mean the Astros are right. No, they're not. No. Right. None I mean, of it is but, right. That's the
5: fake moral outrage of everybody yes. cracks me up. Like Strowman and I go, Oh my god! Oh please! No, you're right. Yeah, Yo. Strowman. <laughs> you're right. Strowman <laughs> was on the Toronto
3: Blue Jays, who are known for stealing stuff all the time.
5: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
3: Were. Like you know what I mean? Yep. Like yeah, they, they. I remember Girardi used to freak years ago, Cam, about the Jays. He's like, yeah. these guys have all kinds of people filming us in center field. They've yep. all been doing it. Listen, the Astros took it to a whole new level. But I'm starting to think, also, the Astros just did it better than all of you. They were better at it. Let's just be real. They were better at it. And like I said, too, like, so, like, you know, Yankee fans are all, like, outrage and Dodger fans. And I even said as a Dodger fan, you guys should probably shut up. Right? Because, like, really, and I said, Bellinger, unless you know, man, at that room, you better shut up, bro, because we're going to look bad after, too.
4: You see, in LA, that there was like a meeting in a legislature that said that they want, they voted. Yeah, they, the voted, yeah, they voted so that the Dodgers could get the championship back.
14: Yeah, good luck with that. I know. Yeah, that, yeah. Hey, enjoy our fake trophies. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what's the point of that process? Like, hey, city councilor, worry about something else. You're not officially going to get it done for baseball, so shut your pie hole. It's happening. Here's
3: Cora after the, uh, the London series. All right. Um, asked about all the runs that were scored on the Boston Red Sox by the Yankees. Their attention to detail is phenomenal. I was joking with somebody that their biggest free agent acquisition is Carlos Beltran. Cora said with a wink. He knows and I know how it works. You know, he's helping them a lot. They're paying attention to details and we have to clean our details. (laughs) Uh, Then unprovoked Cora brought up the use of devices unprovoked I'm not saying you know devices and all that stuff just the stuff in the game will dictate and will scream at people and he's right there he said bell Beltran throughout the evening I was looking and I saw it what is he talking about
5: Joe no idea yeah <laughs> He knows. Everybody knows. He's basically
3: stating that, yeah, yeah, this guy is as good at this as I am, and uh, he was better at it tonight than me. Like, if you look back on it, guys, Hora really didn't hide it. Like, he used to, like, he was like a bank robber that wanted to show off his work almost.
4: I was thinking of it in the sense of men when you see all the red flags and you just turn a blind eye.
3: Fair. It's a fair analogy. Fair. Excellent point. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, hang in here, Cam. We we'll got a couple of picks on the other side. Of
14: it.
17: the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
20: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
3: See here, pretty impressive. Ricky Henderson got ninety-four percent of the vote. That's damn impressive.
4: Abe Ruth was ninety-five point four, I'm pretty sure.
3: Uh, How about this though? Sandy Koufax, Mickey Mantle, Ernie Banks, Bob Gibson, Frank Robinson, Harmon Killebrew, Joe Morgan, Carlton Fisk, and Eddie Murray did not crack ninety percent. Nuts. Right. So, anyways, it's it's all dumb.
4: Hank Aaron had nine voters vote against him in nineteen
3: eighty-two. Yeah, you see. Crazy, you know. It's uh, (laughs) yeah. And, uh, it's like you can't let people vote on things. Democracy doesn't work. And Jeter said yeah, yeah, yeah. in an
4: interview, he said, it's hard to get 397 people to agree on one thing. So to get 396 is pretty impressive.
3: I saw there's still six living senators that voted against Martin Luther King Day being a holiday. It's insane. You got to be a real racist to like <laughs> not want a holiday. <laughs> you know what I mean, Cam? Like, hey, listen, listen, okay. Jim, Bob, we're gonna give you a day off. Yeah, why? Oh, wow! Ah, because we're gonna honor. Wow, no, no, I'd rather go to work. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you're a racist, when. <laughs> For the record, John McCain uh, voted against the uh, the holiday. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, just just throw that out Four there. War hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the true. Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, he voted against the holiday. You know how? You know why, guys? Martin Luther King Day became a holiday in Arizona. The NFL, Paul Tagliabue, really, and the players—they basically said, "We're not playing the Super Bowl there. We won't ever play a Super Bowl there." Mm-hmm. And uh, they panicked. McCain panicked, and we'll make it a holiday because we don't want to lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's when he, and you think Adal would do something like that? As if.
17: Uh, exactly.
3: Goodell would play the, the, the Super Bowl in North Korea if Kim Jong Un offered him enough money. Any picks for tonight, Kim?
14: I got golf picks for you. It's the Farmers you Insurance got. Open. You like uh, that, era. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. A good, great segue. I like that. You, <laughs> you know. got to be a real racist when you when you want to go to work. Tiger Woods. Well, I'm saying, you yeah, you got to be pretty I, racist I to you. turn down a holiday. Oh, definitely, definitely. I agree with you 100%. Tiger Woods. Hey, man, he looked great in his tournaments uh, overseas. There, he's got that driver working again. You might want to take him at 11 to one. Colin Morikawa, California. He's a he's a golden bear. We're playing at Torrey Pines. 38 to 1 looks good to me. Sneaky pick I found. Mark Leishman on some books is 60 to 1. Ozzy, this guy always plays well at the Farmers Insurance Open Game. And Pat Perez, your buddy, 150 to 1, loves the California swing. More picks on game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage at 5. Yeah.
9: USA
17: Radio News with Chris Barnes.
13: The second day of President Trump's impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate will begin this afternoon. Towards the end of a marathon day one, Supreme Court Justice John Roberts had to admonish those on both sides, reminding them that the Senate chamber is known as the world's greatest deliberative body.
6: One reason it has earned that title is because its members... Avoid speaking in a manner and using language that is not conducive to civil discourse.
13: As he wrapped up a visit to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, this morning, President Trump suggested to reporters he could show up to the trial himself before it's all over.
6: I'd love to go. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't so that be beautiful? You know? I don't know. I'd
21: sort of love sit right in the front
6: row and stare at their corrupt faces. I'd love to do it. I don't know. Don't don't keep talking because I may you may convince me to do it.
13: This is USA Radio News.
7: 130 million Americans made resolutions for 2020, with more than half focused on health. But most resolutions are broken by February. To help you start down the path toward better health outcomes, Ancestry Health is delivering actionable insights for you and your family. Marjan Champagne, Ancestry spokesperson and board-certified and licensed genetic counselor. Through a supportive, actionable, and affordable experience, Ancestry Health includes access to educational information, genetic counseling resources, consumer and physician ready reports and a family health history tool so you can take proactive steps with your healthcare care provider to address potential health risks identified in your genes and family health history why is the time right for ancestry health your genes don't need to be your destiny understanding your familial and inherited health risks can help you take action to improve your chances of better health now and in the future start down the path toward better health with ancestry.com
13: health The Harvey Weinstein sex crimes trial in Lower Manhattan will see opening statements today, and the first witnesses are expected to testify among a handful who prosecutors are expected to call upon to take the stand. Some of the Weinstein accusers, including actress Rosanna Arquette, have been taking part in demonstrations outside the courthouse against the disgraced movie mogul.
7: I stand in solidarity with the brave survivors who will take the stand against Harvey Weinstein
13: in this trial. A West Virginia lawmaker is inviting the National Rifle Association to move its headquarters that are currently in Virginia to the neighboring mountain state. In a letter to the NRA's headquarters in Fairfax, Virginia, Republican State Senator Randy Smith cited the push for much stricter gun laws in Virginia, including one to limit handgun purchases to one a month. Smith contrasted it with West Virginia's relatively gun-friendly laws. And this is USA Radio News. World leaders meeting in Israel for the Fifth World Holocaust Forum. This year's forum marking the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp. The title of this year's gathering is Remembering the Holocaust and Fighting Anti-Semitism. An Arizona woman is accused of killing her three young children. Phoenix police say 22-year-old Rachel Henry smothered her 3-year-old son, 2-year-old daughter, and 7-month-old daughter to death in their Phoenix home. The children found dead on Monday night, and Henry was arrested after admitting to killing them. A police spokeswoman saying she's been booked on three counts of first-degree murder. Utah's ban on conversion therapy for LGBTQ kids is now law. The ban went into effect last night. Conversion therapy is a widely discredited practice that aims to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. The new law allows the state to revoke the licenses of psychologists and therapists who ever use the practice. Utah is the 19th state in the nation to ban that therapy. And today's the deadline for those affected by the Equifax data breach to file a claim. The agreement with Equifax includes a $425 million restitution fund and credit monitoring for up to 10 years. That 2017 data breach affected nearly half of the U.S. population. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
6: 932 1749
3: That's 800-932-1749 Oh, thank you. Yeah.
2: What the f- happened last night? You find out
3: the morning after. Let's do this thing. <sighs> My man, Barstool Brian. All over, uh, all over the dunker. What'd you say, Jordan Killigan? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're yeah. all over this guy. You're like, yeah, yeah, the white guy. Well, you're a big fan. Hey, throw you can
6: dunks left and right.
3: Well, yeah, you're for a white guy. Yeah, you can uh, throw it down too, huh? Sometimes. Have you Have you ever dunked before?
6: I can rim graze. I can't like do what he does. He is he's insane.
3: I tried dunking. I was like Woody Harrelson. Like literally, like I lost money, Joe. I'm not even kidding. Like, I I used to live that life. Like I used to play basketball, like, for money on the street and stuff. And um, I could not dunk. Like, I was basically, and I would lose money. Like, I would try and try and try and try and try. I was just like, like, I nearly cried during that movie, actually. It was so realistic. (laughs) But I'd get up. I I landed on my ass. And uh, one day, one day. Perfect amount of wind and weed (laughs) came flying in. I got there, Joe. It was like climbing Mount Everest, buddy. (laughs) I got there. It wasn't pretty, but it went in. It was like, I did it. And I was like, oh, my God, I did it. And then I really got it. I was like, now I know the step. And I freaking took off. Well, bam, I got up there. It was a back uh, backboard. It was a wood backboard, all right? I got so excited that I did it, I ripped the son of a bitch down, Joe. Mm. Like I went up and, <laughs> and I, it. So I, like, I crashed, like, on top, like, the whole thing fell and everything. I would love video. And uh, I never did it again. I was never able to do it again. Was there video? And my buddies were pissed that I broke the basket. They're like, you stupid idiot. No, there was, uh no, it was a long time ago, it was uh, cameras
6: didn't exist. At the was, park I
3: played. Oh, that's the when rim. they all
4: that's when they all say they did those things. The rim
6: is like two or three inches down a little bit so you can like really dunk. Oh yeah. yeah. Get the <laughs> ladies over. Oh yeah.
3: It's a big high school they don't move know. right there. They don't know. I'm not a good jumper. White man can't jump, it's true. I don't know what it is. A jump like George Costanza. Nice right, Scotty Farrell in the house. Scotty balls out, actually. Shake it up. One-on-one. On one. Get on the grid. I have a video of me hitting a shot at, uh, at uh, Walsh. Dad, what are you Is doing? Cramming
5: for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but well, we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover student loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes
8: 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So
5: I
19: can just chill college kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply.
18: Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business.
2: Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job.
18: More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking
0: for.
2: I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed
18: screener questions help you find your shortlist fast.
2: Now I'm back to having just one job.
18: See why more than 3 million companies Worldwide, use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
14: Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour champion. 2017, world number one. Me, personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com
2: for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
7: Greece is cheap. But the
2: airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto
5: Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive.
7: Wait, what's this?
17: Travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800
6: 230 8145. 800 230 8145. 800 230 8145. Again, that's 800 230 8145 golf
2: betting on demand.
1: Xander's a San Diego kid, like literally went to Torrey Pines High School. He knows the area. He's probably played this course a million times. It's weird that he doesn't find success here. Maybe Xander is coming home to San Diego, running into an issue with having a lot of obligations and meeting up with people and getting tickets, and golf is not necessarily the top thing on his mind. Tuesday,
2: 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on the Sports Grid Network.
3: I'm trying to find the. Uh, I got a video out there. I know some of you are pretty good at finding this type of stuff.
4: Oh my goodness! Look at here. The man,
3: here. Mr. Look Scotty Ferrell, in the house. Here,
4: come sit over here.
3: How you doing, Scotty?
21: What's Mary, it's a pleasure. Yeah. You How you too. doing? Thank you. What a pleasure.
3: lot of a lot of, uh, lot of moving parts on the show here this morning. We're shaking it up. My good friend, Scotty Farrell, in the house. What's going on, Scotty? A little early for you here. Listen, I'm soaking wet. And you busted out the blazer. Looking good. I'm
21: soaking wet. I was down at the garden. I was in Penn Station. I was hanging out with bums, drug dealers, hookers. I had it all going. I saw uh, famous actors. I saw famous morning radio stars in New York. All in the bowels of hell. I couldn't even believe it. I was all over New York. We filmed a million things. I'm soaking wet. I'm surprised I didn't get arrested.
3: And I tell you what, yeah, we got Bernard King is out even, because LeBron is out today. All the big weeks. So Pharrell's in town, LeBron, you got Bernard King. And from what I understand, Bernard King's having quite the breakfast over there, Scotty. Bernard like, is the He's man. eating like a I king. Mean, he's honestly. got like six plates of pancakes. You
21: remember when he used to drop like fifty, like he was uh, walking around Rucker Park or hanging out on Fourth Street, just dropping and dealing on people and going. He rack? just
3: looked cool doing it too. That's the thing,
21: right? He was the
3: man. He just looked he still cool is. doing it. All right, so you're still the man uh, as well, and uh, big things uh, coming up. You've had a lot of adventures over the years, uh, Scotty, but uh, here's a new one, getting on the grid. Um, on the
21: grid, look at this, the studio. I've never been in here before. You're styling over here, and then you can eat stacks of pancakes. There's all kinds of chicks here. This is crazy. Steaks, chicks, stacks, and, and you're making money. You're making bands for everybody
3: and uh, we're going to be over at the uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook on a daily oh basis which is pretty Heaven much on earth. Mm-hmm. it's it is. well as I call it it's a mental institution right. but with betting you know, great. And now we have a new inmate. Listen, like there's a like a new there's a new inmate. In, when he's you know, doing
21: the show live there. A new patient. And I'm watching him doing it. And there's all these guys and freaks in the sports book, like in the horse book. All these guys. I saw a guy. You were live, and he was eating a cup of hot soup, and he had no teeth, and he was cussing at the television. That was beautiful. No, there's I mean, that people was that walk in with
4: masks on and tons crazy. of money and cash, the and they're, they're, they cover their. Oh brain. yeah,
3: yeah. You're gonna yeah. get to know the regulars. Uh, the guy that picks up every. Everybody's losing tickets on the floor. And then floor. you send
4: the guy
21: over to bet for you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What do you call him again? Window Will. Window Will. Window Will. He's, He's going to get a workout
3: him. for you uh, once you that. get there, too.
21: You and I are going to make a lot of money over there. We might end up owning that place. we we'll buy it from Jeff Girl. We're going to buy the Meadowlands, and we're going to move in. We're going to build a gigantic penthouse suite. Ariel can come over with all of her friends. We'll have a huge bash. We'll have kegs, martinis. We'll have everything going.
3: I was all thinking about that, actually. Food, Ashley. catered. I was actually thinking. It's funny you say that because I was thinking, you know what? I got an idea, actually. There's like a strip club called uh, Stilettos right there. I've been there. Uh, supposedly, this is like you know Soprano style strip. Like it's right off of Patterson Plank. Yeah, yeah. When you're in Patterson Plank, that's speaking it. of hell. <laughs> Patterson Plank. When Scotty's busting out Patterson Plank uh, references. Listen. But yeah, when you're when you have a strip club on Patterson Plank and you're at a club behind the metal ads, you know, you know you're at a place where you better keep your mouth shut. But I was thinking, Sky. I was like, you know what? Seems like a perfect row for like some condos. Listen, degenerate gamblers, like I'm right not, across I, the street, the Fanduel Condominium listen, Complex. I
21: used to do a show in Miami, uh, right in Morning Drive, and literally when you left the parking lot, was a famous strip club called Tootsie's. And one day I left there, and there was like a, a like a triple homicide in the parking <laughs> lot, and there was like five million. Cop cars there, and I'm like thinking, you know, it'd be a great day to go over to Tootsie's, and then I thought maybe not.
3: How about the Palomino? How about the Palomino in Vegas?
21: You name it. I listen. I've done really. You want to dodge
3: bullets? Like if you, if you like, if you like, are ever in Vegas, and you're like, you know what? You know, honey, I feel like like living like an adventure. Let's go dodge some bullets on the street and see some real street crime. You go to the Palomino. Joe Ranieri in Miami, uh, Florida. Speaking of strip clubs, what's
5: up, Joe?
21: Making it rain.
5: (laughs) No, Miami Gardens very well. Yes, uh, Tootsie's is uh, world famous. That's for, right. uh, What's up, Joe? The, for the afternoon C-section crew, homicide Afternoon and, uh, C-section crew. Yeah, What's some that? of the uh, some of the finest uh, women who are descending right. for the Super Bowl in this town right now.
21: You know, I know. Listen, Joe's a legend in Miami, and he was doing I think Morning Drive when I was doing Morning Drive in Miami. I think we were going against each other, and now he's on Sports Grid. This is beautiful. This is like a family reunion, Joe.
3: He's wearing a thong too. He's not wearing any pants, Scotty. He's he's ready for the, yeah, the Super Bowl.
8: Miami.
5: I'm not wearing any underwear like, at all. Oh. How the hell's that work? You're tanner than I am right now. Listen, man. I'm and everywhere, I'm bro.
21: I'm in I'm in Lipstick City. I'm in Vegas. I'm in Miami. I'm in the Caribbean. I go where the action is, bro. You know that, Joe. Come on.
5: Eating up the Joneses, baby.
3: All right, so Scotty, we've been pitching uh a lot of talk about Derek Jeter not being a hundred percent. I said, listen. Sandy Koufax wasn't 100%. Joe DiMaggio wasn't 100%. All this 100% crap, I don't care. The person that uh, didn't put them in should put their name on it, though. I don't think the media should even vote on this stuff. It should be the players, GMs, and coaches. If you don't
21: have the onions to admit that you're the guy that shafted Jeter, then you're a loser to begin with. Look, here's the deal. I went to see him have his 3,000th hit. I was not like a gigantic Jeter fan or whatever, but I remember I took 34 c my smoke show wife to see uh, Jeter have that night, and it was really cool. We ate at Yankee Steakhouse and saw him have that hit. He had an incredible career, but if you don't vote him unanimous, you're a tool.
3: There's actually a place called Yankee Steakhouse. N Y Y
4: Steakhouse. Do you have your own knife? And they
21: got one over on, uh, I think it's over on like 56 oh, it or are Is like 57. Yankee
3: like, uh, logos on a napkin? Do you, or have,
21: like, do you have your own knife? You your it's knife. just like Yankee tickets. So if you go to a Yankee game with two people, you're looking at a nickel at least. If oh, you get yeah, food yeah, and yeah, beer, yeah. you're looking at seven fifty. If you eat a Yankee Steakhouse on top of that, you're looking at 1,500 clams just to go to a baseball game. Welcome to New York, baby.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, LeBron is in New York uh, tonight, as we mentioned. All the stars are coming out uh, this evening. Uh, you got the the Lakers and Knicks. Uh, but countdown to Super Bowl is on. So what's the schedule look like, uh, Scotty? When are you going to be uh, stepping up and in and doing Here's this thing? Deal.
21: First of all, uh, the Knicks will get beat tonight by somewhere around forty uh, because the and I Celtics, think it's eleven and a half. Listen, eleven and a half. Double that. Like they'll beat them by at least twenty. Here's the deal: the Knicks are awful. We all know that. And uh, the Lakers are coming off that lambasting up in Beantown where the Celtics got all the homerized milk toast calls and beat them uh, soundly. So they're going to take it out of the Knicks. The Knicks are homeless, but I love them. I've been a Knicks fan for 25 years. I've suffered through all of it, but they're not going to cover tonight. There's no way they can hang with that size. I mean, uh, the size alone of the Lakers swatting shots and getting every rebound and dunking and alley-ooping and running and gunning and fast-breaking and transition, it's ugly. The Knicks don't know how to deal with that. Are but she- the Super Bowl, look, we're trying to go to Miami last minute. Are you coming, Marenzi? I can get you in all kinds of trouble down there. We'll take you to Tootsie's. Ariel, let's go. Pack your bag. Bring your sunblock. I know all the places to eat. Joe Stone Crab. We're going to the Rock, We're gonna go to the Super Bowl. I'm sitting on the 50 yard line, and I'm sitting with people with lots of money. 72
2: clubs.
3: It sounds. This reminds Let's me of go. the episode of The Simpsons, which I think was in Miami when they all hopped on a bus, but they got there and they didn't have tickets. <laughs> I love The Simpsons. I love that show. Remember yeah. Joe? Like, remember they bought like Mo and Homer? Like, yeah, they were the don't tour group. It's like, we don't really haircut? have. I think I had Bart's haircut. Right yeah, now. Looking, yeah, it is. You're looking, looking good. I'm lucky I have any hair at all. Ariel, yeah, looking at this good. See, at a Super Bowl party, he's <laughs> gonna be off the hook.
21: It's an area of concern on this show.
3: Now, which way are you leaning? It's early right now, so we won't hold you to any picks uh, in this game. I'm not
21: leaning anyway. Here's the deal. The Niners are better on both sides of the ball. They're better up front. They're better uh, defensively. They got a better pass rush. They got a better running game. They got a better coach. I love Andy Reid, but I say he's jinxed. I'm going Niners. Give me the one and a half. I'm either gonna beat them by twenty. Let's dance. Let's go straight to the bank. We'll put all the money in early. I've been hitting games left and right. I hit. 8 of 12 in the divisional round. I hit 4 of 6. I was on your show last week, and I hit games. I think I hit 4 to 6 bets I gave you. The only game, only bet I got wrong was the uh, Packers spread. Are you on uh, the Niners, Marenzi? Oh, boy.
4: He's not going to get this. Are off you on the bed.
21: Niners? You look like Damn Joe right Mont- I am, Pharrell. Let's go. You look like Joe Montana. <laughs> Let's go. He does. He looks like Joe. Look at you. 30, green, Romeo, whiskey, Belveda. Belveda. Weasel. Whiskey,
3: whiskey, 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 weed, weed. Romeo, chronic, Romeo, yeah, yeah. chronic. That'd be a great name for a plate, Scotty. Funk Swiss cheese. Purple Kush. purple Kush, purple Kush, purple Kush on three.
21: Sativa on two, Ready? Break. break. I think you look great. You should do like, the I whole think, show. I, think,
3: I kind of look like a kicker, though. You might know? have no, no choice
21: but but to do Joe the whole show that way. I think
3: break.
4: you look break. a little
21: bit like Young or Montana, easily.
4: 100%. Did you see Jerry
21: Rice jumping up and down in the end zone at the game? It was kind of embarrassing. I don't do that, the whole jumping up and down. Although I did once, uh, 89, divisional uh, wild card game at the Astrodome when the Steelers, Gary Anderson, a 51-yarder in overtime to beat the Oilers. I'm the only guy in the end zone jumping up and down on the road with the Steelers. I used to cover the Steelers. Yeah, the, like
3: them. the single the single mass, just like the one bar. That's right, the one bar, baby. <laughs>
19: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
16: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
8: I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment.
6: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt,
3: All right, so uh, we've been crushing it uh, today on this uh, program. Uh, fun stuff, great uh, guests. The show is uh, flown by. I'm Gabriel Morency. We're in Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. As you can see, a lot of stuff coming up on Sports Grid in the coming weeks and months. Uh, Errol Epstein alongside Joe Ranieri as well. So, uh, you know, looking at the Super Bowl, guys, and I brought it up earlier, and uh, I told you earlier in the week, Errol, about the, the top seeds. Um, yeah. It's like 10 of the last 12, actually. But this last six Super Bowl winners have been uh, one seeds. We can go a little bit deeper, actually. I think it's 10 of the last 12 have been uh, one or two uh, seeds. So the seeding has mattered as of late. Uh, Something I came across that was pretty interesting uh, here, though. Um, Teams, if you score less than 20 points in the Super Bowl, if you score less than 20 points in the Super Bowl, um, two and 24 straight up, Four twenty-one and one against the spread since nineteen eighty. Mm. Teams um, that have scored twenty or less,
4: with the total being fifty-four right now. Well, how many times get under that?
3: How many times in Patrick Mahomes' career? This is pretty nuts with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has only not passed the uh, twenty-point mark. Um, once. Doesn't shock me. Once. Mahomes has played in 35 NFL games. He scored 28 or more points. 27 or more in the 28 games. Pretty freaking nuts. Jimmy Garoppolo, on the other hand, the Niners have been held to 20 or fewer points in 13 of Garoppolo's 28 starts. Nearly half of them. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) 20 points won't win you the Super Bowl here. I didn't realize this though with Jimmy Garoppolo's number against the spread as a starter in the NFL. He's now like twenty-four and four against the spread. Like it's freaking crazy, man. Like Garoppolo kind of interest- has just crushed at ATS. That's Him crazy and Teddy to me Bridgewater. Too,
4: thinking of the Arizona Cardinal games, and they were such big um, favorites in those games, and both them came down to the wire.
3: Yeah, one of them was a push, depending on 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 the number. Um, so yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, let me I want to confirm the number here. I think it's twenty four three and one. And Mahomes' number is unbelievable as well uh, against the spread. Like yeah, you know, this is it really is as good as it gets uh, this Super Bowl uh, when you when you dive into the numbers. This is something that's interesting too. The team with the worst record has actually won the Super Bowl nine of the last thirteen times.
5: A little strange, huh, Joe? It's a, it's a lot strange, actually.
3: Yeah, the team with the worst record, the team with the lower winning percentage, has won nine of the last 13 uh, uh, Super Bowls. How and does, get this, the team with the lowest, the lower record winning percentage has also gone 12-1 and one against the spread the last 13 years.
4: How does that correlate mm. with the seeding? Because we were talking about the seeding and how the better seed has always won.
3: Um, I guess because one seed had a better record than Maybe. you know what I mean. Like I off think. the top of my head, if you look like um, Carolina mm-hmm. was like a one seed, but so was Denver, right? Right. Just so, but Denver didn't win his fourteen games; they won twelve or whatever that year. But uh, these numbers you know, mm-hmm. don't ask questions, right?
4: <laughs> we should do a segment of these crazy. I don't. Yeah, I don't make it. the numbers True. up here. I'm just. Well, I'm
3: just telling you them. Like I don't. <laughs>
4: Like Snapple bottle caps.
3: Um. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get into all kinds of these type of uh, uh, all these different type of scenarios. Try to find the ones that I find more interesting. But as we stated, defense wins championships, and the team with the higher ranked defense has won forty. Think about that. Forty of the fifty three Super Bowls, Joe. That's that's pretty much proving defense does. I've always said that too. I've come to that conclusion offense gets you to the championship mm-hmm. defense will win it for you. Once you get there.
5: Yep. Yeah. I, I'm not a big believer in the whole, um, Andy Reed's got all the pressure on him. Like Andy Reed's got no pressure on him. Like Shanahan's got the same kind of pressure because you don't know what next year is going to bring. There's no guarantee that you guys are ever going to get back to the Super Bowl. So pressure is pressure. Plus Andy Reed just hasn't had the best team in any of these championship situations. He just hasn't. I mean, he's lost to Belichick and Brady, and nobody's going to fault him for that. And he doesn't have the best team in this game, like we've all said. So, you know, Andy Reid, I don't know at this point in his life, he'd love to win it, but I don't know that he's feeling any extra pressure than what Shanahan's feeling right now.
4: And as I was saying before about defenses winning Super Bowls, I think when you have a game this close and with two really dynamic offenses, Who's going to make that big stop at the end if it's a close game? And I would put the trust in the 49ers' number one defense to make that big stop, the same way the Patriots made the big stop against Seattle.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they were freaking lucky with that big stop. But
4: But they still picked off No, I'm I'm not disagreeing
3: with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, So, look, you, you say you always hear this, right? Defense wins championships. Well, in the Super Bowl, 53 Super Bowls, um, we told you, 40 of them have been won by the team with the higher-ranked defense. You got to be able to run the football, you hear? Well, the numbers dictate this as well, guys. The team that rush, that rushes for more yards in the Super Bowl, is 40 and 12. 40 and 12. 40 and 12, guys.
4: I would trust the 49ers. And, and if you're team.
3: wondering if there's one, well, what happened to the other one? New England and Atlanta both rushed for 104 yards. They rushed for the exact same amount of yards. So that's why that number
5: uh, comes into play there. Well, let me ask you this, Gabe. Well, defense, yes, obviously wins championships. But if you go back just, let's say, you know, six, seven years, the team with the best quarterback, who won? Yeah. yeah um, the team with the not, better quarterback in the game, who won? Um, I wouldn't say always, Joe. Is Nick Foles a better caller than Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering what the percentage is where the team with the better quarterback won well, let's and look. just happen to have uh, a better uh, defense. Uh, let me
3: look. Well, look here. Now, one thing, too, Joe, you bring it up, man. You can't just have a great defense. Look, the Buffalo yeah. Bills have a great defense. Right, exactly. Their offense wasn't good enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you you can have the greatest defense. Look, the New England Patriots. New England Patriots held teams to, like, 14 points a game. It's unheard of in the modern NFL. Still not eliminated. Right? So, like, you can't just all be. I've been saying this for years, actually, guys. The teams that win the Super Bowl, you want to be a good football team, you need to be ranked top ten in both categories. Yep, that's what I was saying. Right that's right. the power. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Patriots and, and their six Super Bowl wins, they were never, like, number one, really, in anything. Mm-hmm. It's always, yeah, they have the 7th-ranked offense and the 4th-ranked defense. Or they have the 3rd-ranked offense and the 2nd Like It's top 10. If you look at the correlation, if you have a big extreme, you'll get exposed. This is why I like San Francisco. San Francisco have the number one defense-ranked defense in the NFL, and they have the number two offense in the NFL.
5: It's quite or a combination. A 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears or you got you got to have such an extraordinary yes, defense. Yes, yes. That's just it's it's legendary. And that's Not even rare ones. though,
3: Joe, right that you're right, able exactly. to pull it off.
8: It well,
4: even the Ravens last Super Bowl was yeah. a rare instance too. It was just getting hot at the right time. Obviously-
3: yeah, the Ravens the Ravens recipe was essentially play great defense, create turnovers, mm-hmm. and throw 10 bombs a game. Yep. and if we catch two of them, we're going to score, and it worked. Yep. Like, it worked. Like, that Denver game, they got outplayed. And special like, teams. Denver really should have won the game, but Torrey Smith got open, Flacco, like, there was that was their strategy. Just throw it deep. It was almost like Raider football. The Raiders used to play that. Listen, if we throw a bomb pretty much every play, we're going to hit one of them eventually, and it'll be seven. And, you know, Baltimore played that way. It's tough. You see it. You need balance in sports in any in any league. Now you can't just have pitchers and no hitters. you, know, you can't just have three point shooters and no defense.
4: Why, would like in every
3: league, you need to be complete on both sides of the ball.
4: The San Francisco Forty ers are the top seed and they have the number one defense and number two offense. Why are they the dogs in this situation?
5: Because of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because he's the wild card.
3: Uh, because he's that of, much better. Yeah, Mahomes is the most popular guy. Somebody brought it up last night, too, or was it you, Joe, actually? You just said earlier. He's the best player in the game, right? That, mm-hmm. That's correct. People yeah. will look, right, who's the best player? Like they say, the best player in the field, best player in the court. All right, Mahomes, the best player. And also, though, Ariel, I'll say, offense, public will go in offense over defense every time.
17: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: They, they will gravitate towards something that's flashier. Like I said, you ask someone, who's got the better offense, San Francisco or Kansas City? Nine, nine out of ten bozos will tell you, oh, they'll laugh. They'll go, Kansas City. They have Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Sammy Watkins. They have Nicole Hardman. They have Damian Williams. They have Patrick Mahomes. And they'll say, who the hell does San Francisco have? Matt Breda? Raheem Mostert? Emmanuel Sanders? Debo Samuel? Who the hell are these guys? Kendrick Bourne? They're going to laugh at you. All right who put more points on the board this year San Francisco did San Francisco scored more points per game right so it's how you get there basically the Chiefs are like a nice red Ferrari or Lamborghini yeah like the other I men people are like wow look at that and the uh the San Francisco 49ers they're like an SUV. That's uh, like nice and, and low key. If those two cars are driving down the street side by side, what are people going to look at? They look at the Lamborghini, but the SUV got there faster. In the end, it got there faster. Fun show today. We're not done yet. Get on the grid. Morning after Continue.
12: visit today do you use the expensive blue or yellow
7: pills to charge your sex life are you thinking about it Mm. what if we can promise you the same results for less than three dollars a pill if you're paying twenty dollars a pill for the other pills you're getting taken to the cleaners our pills deliver the exact same results for less than three dollars you'll save more than sixteen dollars a pill for the same results and right now radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping you can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your Four pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now.
6: 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188. That's 800-814-5188 and eighty-eight. Packages start at $39.99 a month with a signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. You can now get Vivint's award-winning smart home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the top home security system of 2019, calling the Vivint system the best for a complete package of home security and automation the best pro installed home security system and the best home security system with cameras and right now you can get Vivint's best home security and smart technology for about a dollar a day plus get free professional installation protect your home and loved ones for as little as a dollar a day call right now for your home security consultation call 800-282-5112 800-282-5112 that's 800-282-5112
3: when the ground begins to rumble. All right, looking forward to this Super Bowl. What are we now? What is it? Uh, 11 days? Yeah, 11 days. Actually, kind of cruising along here. You know, it's a good thing. I used to, I used to really hate the, uh, the bye week with the Super Bowl. Now, I really don't care, and I'm not, like, um... I'm not, like, clamoring for it. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to the football game, but it's not like I'm like, ah, oh, I wish it was this Sunday. Yeah. It's like, whatever. You guys will play it when you play it. You know, you you want to milk this thing, milk it. I get it. It is what it is. Uh, we talked about it earlier, most expensive ticket. Tickets are over $5,000 uh, right now. Speaking of tickets, let's see. How much uh, how much did it cost tonight to see LeBron against the Knicks?
8: Hmm.
4: There's actually a good app that I use. It's called. It's on my phone.
3: It is Oh, Barstool Brian is uh, going.
4: It's Little the Game Time app. Here. The Game Time app is good, and it tells you, it gives you like the cheapest tickets out there. So right now it says, uh, well, the Lakers at Nets for tomorrow is on here already. Yeah. Lakers at Knicks, the lowest price you can get is 143 to sit in section 415, row two.
3: That's not. Uh, that's not bad.
4: No, we're not terrible.
3: Uh, Fizzano, uh, good job sort of going under the table and moving the mic, but probably wouldn't be better if he turned it off.
4: You Steady, can, Steady. he
3: didn't know. Steady. Lakers <laughs> at
4: Nets tomorrow. You can go to Brooklyn for $99.
3: Good job, though, Good job. Um, yeah, right now, the cheapest ticket to get in right now tonight, $158 plus, uh, service fees, which would be quite a bit, actually. That's the last row. Where are you sitting, Barstool? Brian, you got good seats, Brian? Or average, like, it's not like, terrible?
9: I think I'm in the middle bowl. That's all right. Good. Like, left side.
3: I know it sounds cliche, people say this, but it really is true. Madison Square Garden, there really isn't a bad seat in the house. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, I can I, can, attest to this. Like, I've sat, and I've pretty much sat everywhere at Madison Square Garden. Like, I literally sat in, like, not the last row, but there was only, like, four or five rows. So, mm-hmm. I was up. At the Big East tournament last year, I was way up there. I bought like the cheapest ticket for like eighteen bucks or whatever it was. Like I was in the upper deck and it was fine. It was good. I didn't problem. I've been to a couple of Nick Bapter games where I had pretty good seats. I spent like two hundred bucks and I was kind of lower. That was really good. I sat courtside, which is obviously cool. So like I said, like uh, MSG, it's one of these I don't know what it is about the the design. It's like it's round. <laughs> you know you what know, it is? It's like, you know what it is? It's an old school arena.
4: But here's so, also... Like, why, all the yeah. new school
3: arenas era there, like Brooklyn. Brooklyn's Brooklyn. too steep.
4: Yeah, I don't like Brooklyn.
3: Right? Like, if you're all wasted, I Joe, like in a I'm Brooklyn arena, you could really take a tumble down yep. those stairs. Yep. Like, it's one of those... It's almost like an amusement park ride where you're like, you hold on. Yeah, you're looking down. I hate that stuff.
4: You hold on to that railing when you're walking down the stairs. The
3: Bell Center in Montreal is like that. It's a new modern. Oh, you get more. You know what it is? More seats and a smaller space.
4: Yeah. So they make you. Because there's more amenities, too. So it goes higher because they have to make the better amenities in the mezzanine level. uh,
3: I don't know about. Yeah. Are they better?
4: They just add more.
3: That's what they did. In Montreal, they had the best arena ever. They had the Montreal Four, one of the most storied arenas ever in any city. And, of course, they got greedy. And I don't know why they didn't make a replica. It's one thing the Yankees did very coolly. What? Like, if you're going to leave stadiums, just make a replica of the stadium you were in before. I don't understand that. Yeah, Hmm.
4: except I don't understand with these new stadiums how something like MSG, which there's not a bad seat in the house – you go to Yankee Stadium, you go to City Fields. There's obstructed views. Yankee Stadium built the Mohegan Sun Sports Bar in center field, and if you're sitting in the bleachers, you can't see the other side of the field.
3: Yeah, uh, um, they don't care about people in the bleachers. <laughs> That's the moral of that story.
4: And you get seats behind the foul pole.
3: That's I, uh, you know, I, I, can't, i I, I can't argue with you. I got no, uh, no beef.
4: It's just out you of can
3: get of it with sense. the old stadiums. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to Fenway, I had like a pole right in front of me. I was like, yeah, but you, kind but of you still go, though, don't
5: you? You still go, don't
4: you? I still go.
5: Yes.
3: Yeah. No, now people are going less and less. <laughs> people are going less and less.
4: Not in the playoffs.
3: Attendance, though. um, even the the arrow. I remember years ago, New York Yankee tickets in the playoffs were like four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks.
4: Oh, the prices are astronomical.
3: Now that was eighty-eight bucks. I remember it was 88? like
4: eight. It
3: was cheap to get to the playoffs. A hundred oh, bucks.
4: I mean then, then, then. No,
3: now this what? year. It wasn't that much to get in this year.
4: I paid $120 to sit in level
3: 400. $120 is not a lot of money, Ariel.
4: To sit in the 400?
3: I paid $160 to sit in a regular season Knick game. $120 yes. no, for a New York by. Yankee playoff game is dirt cheap, trust me. Scalpers ain't
4: making
3: money off it.
4: But the game time app.
3: The, um, the Yankees, like a lot of franchises, they got greedy. Yeah, you know I mean they get great. Like let's just be real. Like the atmosphere at this Yankee Stadium and the other one is no. nowhere. No. You have a bunch of movie theater seats during the regular season. The Yankee Stadium's like empty.
4: It doesn't get that like, loud.
3: Like all the expensive seats are empty.
4: The ALCS game against Houston, the last game before they went back to Houston was definitely the loudest I've heard it since I was at the old Yankee Stadium.
3: So it's the modern the modern stuff. It loses its luster. And even New York.
5: Corporate suites and corporate sponsorships. And, you know, those people don't. Even when they do go to the game, they have no idea who's playing. They don't care. Like Yankee games, like that's the
3: whole thing. It's not intimidating anymore. Like Mm. for visiting teams, it's not. Like it's not like, oh, it's the Bronx Zoo. It's a bunch of rich people, Giuliani's buddies and, you know, Christie and guys and rich, you know, people who show up in the third inning. It's almost like L.A. now. It's It's better than L.A. L.A. is bad. Like, L.A., like, it is bad. Like, uh, the fans can be better. But, like, with their – it's just who you get in. Basically, guys, the moral of the story is here, in in all the sports, they've done this. And it's – I would do the same thing if I was them. It sounds cruel, but it's true. In that, if you're, like, a team, like, you you have an arena, you can sell out the 19,000 tickets no matter what. You can sell them to everybody, to anybody. Right? You put them on sale fairly – at a, at a fair price, it'll sell out. Then you ask yourself, all right, now we have 19,000 people in here that don't have any money left. Now, basically, sports franchise are able to choose their fan. They don't want you there if you don't have money. So this way, they charge you a lot of money in the first place. It eliminates the riffraff. It's it's common sense. If you are the Toronto Raptors, would you rather have 20,000 bankers and stock uh, hedge fund managers and lawyers and rich dudes at the game, or would you rather have the passionate fan that has $18 in his pocket and needs 5 bucks to get home on the subway after? It's not rocket science, right? You're just taking up space. It's basically it's like a, a drink minimum now with sports. If you can't afford the 300 bucks to get in the stadium, then quite frankly, we don't want you here. That's why they'll obstruct views of crappy things. They don't care about you. They don't care. It's like it's like the saying if you have to ask how much something is, you can't afford it. Let's bring Nithin in right now, New Jersey, if he's still there. Nithin. You've got three seconds? Two seconds? One second. And in the immortal words of my friend, Ted Teven. you're gone. Bob.
11: Hey, how you doing, man? Hey. How's How's really Hi, Ariel.
3: Hello, Bob. How you doing? See, like Nithin, you were like ready to go, Bob.
11: Around. That was nice you had him on. And that guy, the positive guy was awesome today.
3: Yeah, we appreciate that, Dude. Bob.
11: Ariel, do you get my tweet today? Did you get my tweet today? What did you tweet, Bob? You did? What did you tweet? Did you get my tweet? She obviously didn't, Bob. It's funny. Did you get it, Joe? <laughs> Joe, did you get my tweet today?
3: What did you tweet, did you Bob? get my tweet one more time? I'm going to snap. What what did you tweet,
5: Bob?
11: Hey, be positive. You're right, Bob. You're right.
5: That's We're never going to live that way. Joe, one did now. you get my
11: tweet today? It's a funny tweet. What'd you tweet, Bob? Did you get the tweet today? <laughs> Wasn't it funny with all the restaurants? I'm good.
5: I'm good. It's I'm good. Story Let me. It's about
11: all the restaurants.
5: I'm good. We'll talk later. I'm... Gabe
11: looks <laughs> what'd like he's tweet, bananas. <laughs> I bet the Gabe restaurant
4: is gone. Gabe is gone. I love.
3: I love you, Bob. Nobody got the tweet. Like. Gabe
4: just walked away. Did you get
3: the tweet, Earl? Did you get the tweet? I don't know what he did. Did you get the tweet? <laughs>
4: what'd,
3: what'd you tweet? Joe, did you get the tweet? Oh, I what'd you tweet? It. What was the tweet, the Bob? What was the tweet, Bob? Okay,
11: I bet
4: to go. oh um, I found it, Bob. Like, I found it two hours ago. Yeah, I was on air. All right,
3: so let me see the it, tweet.
4: Here. Okay, here it's it, about, it
3: is. Better be good.
11: It's about oh, the man. restaurants. Right, hold
3: on, it's I got to
4: look. Funny story. Two hours ago, Joe. Lots of mentions. Did kids. you hear
3: McDonald's killed Burger man, King in front of your... Popeyes over that gal Wendy? The funeral is at KFC. You going? I'm taking the subway. Uh,
4: it's not bad. Very good play on words. Yeah. Okay, you get it? Don't stop
5: the do you want one today? Burger King. Do you want to know? A Whopper. McDonald's. Are you meeting you us at McDonald's? A Whopper. Oh,
3: hold, on, hold on, Is it Wendy's? <laughs> yeah, Bob. Do you guys ever like get the McDonald's or Burger King or anything like that? Catered.
11: Yeah, we, we got big dollars at Burger King. I want a, a white castle up here. Oh. I'm, I'm saying for
3: the, I'm, I'm saying for the, the old people, the seniors. Living on the edge. You ever get them, like, some uh, some. Oh, egos? no, we don't get
11: that stuff. No, they make them fresh.
3: I think it would be healthier than what you feed fresh. them.
11: Fresh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, right. it is well, not.
4: people only like fresh things.
3: What What is, uh, that's not true.
4: My grandma always asks, is it
11: fresh? Nope. Uh... Hey, you Your
3: grandma was a kept woman. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I had to shut up after that. Go, go on. All right, Bob. What's for lunch, Bob?
11: Stop pork loin.
5: Oh God.
11: Roasted red potatoes.
5: Is it
3: seasoned?
11: carrots and what? And chocolate chip cookies.
4: Seasoned cookies. Oh
11: God. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. That's yeah. what it says. No, chocolate chip cookies. You want to hear my uh, picks for the basketball tonight?
3: Yeah, What <laughs> yeah, what, what do you got, Bob? Hockey. Huh? What
11: do you got? Yeah. I've got to take the Knicks over the uh, Lakers today. Oh, I got what? Let me tell one thing to Ariel before I forget this. Guess oh. who voted against Derek Jeter yesterday? He came out and opened his big mouth last night. Scott. Scott um, Wetzel. Uh, you know, from
3: last night, Scott <laughs> Wetzel did not vote for
11: uh, Derek Jeter. Scott Wetzel's okay, got to vote. Yeah. I, I uh, wait until
5: wait until I get a hold of his, but
11: he's in trouble. Mm. He's a big loser. Okay, then we got to stay I'm positive,
5: thinking. Bob. Bob, <laughs> stay positive. Stay positive, Bob.
11: I'll take Toronto over the Sixers. Yep. And I'm gonna take Denver over the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then i am going to take San Antonio over the Pelicans. Joe, how hmm. are you going to memorize? Yeah, Zion I'm Williamson, actually.
3: Especially Zion Williamson's debut. Uh, that's a tricky. That's a good game, Bob. Yeah, well, he he's
4: not going
11: to do anything. He's he's uh, a big. He's uh, like uh, what's he's he's not going to do good in the NBA.
3: Who's that, Bob? Mm-hmm. I'll give the kid a chance. Let, you know, let, let let the play let the kid play a game let, here. let
5: well, give me that. Give me those
3: Joe, three games one my more time. Joe, Knicks
11: again?
5: Yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, jo- jo- okay.
11: The Knicks get the Knicks over the Lakers. Okay. The Raptors over the 76ers. Okay. over Houston and San Antonio over the Pelicans. And I'll call you six o'clock tonight, Gabe. Okay. To talk to. Cam. Game sound's on. <laughs> Can't wait, Bob.
5: Is that all right? Can't wait.
4: Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, Bob. You say the Pelicans? No, you said the Spurs.
5: He likes a lot of upsets.
11: All of them. (laughs) Parlay them.
17: products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
3: What well, need you? Yep. I, need, I can't sing high pitch. I also can't sing low pitch. Anything. Or any pitch. Uh, more of a screamer mm-hmm. uh, than, a, than a vocalist. No, I can actually sing. You'd be surprised. I used to be able to a bit. I would surprise people with my melodies every now and then.
4: Amazing you still have a voice.
3: But uh, now my voice is just done. Um, yeah, it's just, it's shot. Um, all right, uh, so, fun times uh, today. Uh, like, great, great time on the show. Thanks to all of our guests. Uh, we had motivational speakers. Uh, we had Scotty Farrell. Um, we had some great, great uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, but we've got a full slate of NBA basketball Uh, tonight some interesting games actually yet you know some of these games matter some of them don't depending on the team you know like philadelphia and toronto is a good rivalry they don't really like each other very much but you know what does it matter you know what i'm saying in in the grand scheme of things i'm a raptor fan if we lose tonight i'm not going to be livid (laughs) like you know it's the middle of the season but for teams that are trying to build something it's a little bit different and there's been a lot of talk, Joe. And I just sent the pick for the uh, what is it? Perfect um, picks from the edge. Yep. Uh, my record's pretty good on that thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, all those picks I was sending Arturo before as well. But you know, we all know, Joe, that um, we know that the Oklahoma City Thunder are the best team in the NBA mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to covering the spread. Yet a team, and and it's the good thing about them is they they fly under the radar. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Now people are kind of onto them. But a team that's been flying under the radar, Joe, and they still continue to fly under the radar, the Orlando Magic. Mm. They're playing Oklahoma City tonight. Now, Orlando, only uh 21 and 22 against the spread. It's actually not terrible though, compared to some other teams in the NBA. But I I know, man. Or I've been watching Orlando for years. I follow this team closely. Played the Raptors in the playoffs last year in the first round. They actually beat the Raptors in one of the games. And um, they're good. Evan Fournier can ball, man. Like, he's he's very efficient, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, um, you know, from France. They've got talent, this team. 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10. Oklahoma City coming off that nice win against the Houston Rockets. Everyone's going to jump on OKC tonight because they're trendy. Give me the Orlando magic. What do you got, Joe?
19: Talk radio USA Radio News.